0: Hey guys, it's me, Lance. And while I have you here listening to our show, I wanted to take a second and reach out to all the people out there that are thinking about starting their own show, starting their own podcast. When we started this thing back in February of 2019, we were really trying to figure out which platform we needed to go with. Well, in about 30 seconds after searching, we've stumbled upon Anchor. And since February of 2019, we have not looked back because, guys, it's pretty simple. With the quality that they provide, the accessibility that the platform provides, along with the fact that it's absolutely free, while you can potentially be making money doing it, it was pretty easy for us. And I think it would be easy for you as well. So do me a favor. If you're thinking about starting your own show, you're thinking about starting your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I promise you guys, you won't regret it.
1: All sports,
2: all the time.
0: and there's legends, heroes get remembered, legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball.
1: Touchdown, Kansas City! Patrick freaking Mahomes,
0: baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned
1: into The Spoken. The Spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Lance
2: Twidwell.
0: This is The Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, What's going on? Eddie Ortiz, hey, yo, yo. episode 53 in full swing. Guys, we have a great, great guest that we love having on the show. We're very excited. Uh, WHB 810 Sports Radio's Darren Smith is in the house with us tonight. How are we doing tonight,
1: Darren? Man, I'm doing good. Thank you again once again. Well, heck welcome. yeah, man.
0: We, we, we wish we could have you on every single week, but you know, we know that you know, scheduling conflicts and you probably get sick of us after a while. But nah, you all are great. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> we right, appreciate it. Like I know, <laughs> no, right? Exactly. It's a Friday Friday event every single week. But yeah, like I said, guys, we're here in the Foolish Club Studios. Really, really excited for this opportunity, guys. we got a lot of good things going our way. Um, This podcast has been an absolute blast. And like I said, every single week before we even start talking, we greatly, greatly appreciate each and every one of you from being here from the beginning the middle and to where we're at right now and where we're heading. So thank you guys so much. I want to start with something that's a little bit different than what we've done, I would say, for the last few months, especially with football being as as relevant as it has been in Kansas City over the last couple of seasons, and since we started this podcast, it's been the number one hot topic that we talk about on this show, rightfully so. But I want to start with this. I believe that most of us humans are born stubborn. We see something or someone be be who and what they are for a consistent amount of time, yet we still refuse to accept it and them for what they've shown us time and time again. It's one of our main flaws as a species, and sure, we could change, but that would take a certain level of willingness to accept our flaw, learn from it, and make the proper and necessary changes. But we stubbornly refuse. That's exactly what a lot of us have done with LeBron James. That's right, we're talking about him tonight. (laughs) Play after play, quarter after quarter, game after game, season after season, LeBron James has shown us what he is greatness sure he has had his moments in time when he looked not great like say the 2011 nba finals against the mavericks for instance let's let me say that again this his low point was in the finals let's let's just preface that for a second darren we could point out the 2010 eastern conference finals against the it's eastern Conference semi semifinals rather against the celtics when people claim that lebron quit on his cavaliers despite the fact that he averaged 27-9-7 and seven, going up against KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Rajon Rondo with a stacked lineup of hold your breath because this is a staggering starting cast around LeBron. Mo Williams, Anthony Parker, J.J. Hickson, and a 37-year-old Shaq who averaged 12 points per game that season and in that series. You double that up, that's 24 points per game. Wow. Killing it. Killing it. I guess you could uh, point out those as LeBron's quote-unquote low points. Whereas I could point out, The high points, such as when he was 22 years old leading the worst team to ever reach the finals, or when he won four MVPs before turning 30, which is something no one else in the history of the NBA has ever done, or when he won three NBA final MVPs, or when he was forced, when he forced six games out of the 2015 67 win Warriors with Timothy Mozgov as his best teammate while becoming the first player to ever lead both teams in any series ever, let alone in the finals in points, rebounds, and assists. Or uh, maybe a year later. How about we go there to 2016, when not only he became the first player to ever lead both teams in any series alone, let alone the finals in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, but it was also against a 73 and nine Warriors team who led the greatest. Co- oh yeah, and LeBron led the greatest comeback in NBA history against that team. I by the way. Not even mentioning the fact that no one has ever scored more playoff points and is the only player in NBA history to be top 10 in points, rebounds, assists, and steals in the playoffs. Not even mentioning that he's the only player in the last five-plus decades to play in nine finals. Not even mentioning that he went to eight straight finals. Not even mentioning that he, was, he has the most game-winning, clutch-made shots in playoff history. Not even mentioning that he is by far... The greatest player in elimination games, averaging a pedestrian 34, 11, and 8 on 49% shooting in those elimination games. Let's just go ahead and ignore all of that. Because the goalpost that couldn't be touched and what LeBron witched on the Witch Hunters held on to him in the last 15 years was this he did it all in the East. LeBron can't win in the West. LeBron can't win in the West. He can't do what he did in the East in the West. So in July of 2018, LeBron decided to take his talents to the West Coast. And now here we are, a year and a half later. Year 17 of LeBron is having arguably his greatest statistical season of his career, averaging over 25 points a game while leading the entire league in assists, and assists per game. Oh, and LeBron can't win in the West narrative. The Lakers are currently, Trevor, help me on, on this one. Pretty
2: sure that's first seed. Yeah, by about seven games. Yeah, yeah seven games. That's little correct. cushion there. Mm. Yeah.
0: And have About led 30. the Western Conference all season long. and are on pace to win 63 games, which will be the most wins by a Lakers team since 2008. Mm-hmm. The goalposts have been moving on LeBron since before he took his first step on an NBA court all the way back in 2003. But the goalposts have nowhere else to go. There is no more room. There are no more excuses. Our stubbornness as humans must come to an end, and it must begin to admit that so many of us were stubbornly ignorant and wrong on LeBron James. Regardless of how this season ends, LeBron has shown us once again that there has never been an athlete that has been more unfairly and inaccurately criticized. He rose above it all, rose above your stubborn ways, and accept what you have now consistently seen for 17 years. LeBron is the MVP. I texted these guys before the show today, and I said that, and I stand by that. LeBron is the greatest player of all time, and it is time to accept that.
2: You have anything to add? Uh, I mean, you you touched pretty much all the hot spots. I mean, the fact that he's averaging ten, 10 plus assists in the league and leading the league in assists per game at, at the age he is in year seventeen is absolutely ridiculous. Especially at the position he plays a small forward slash point guard. I know he plays that, but that that in itself is insane. But there's another stat too. LeBron James is on pace to average twenty five uh, points per game for the 16th straight season. No one else in NBA history has had more than twelve total such seasons, uh, and to me, the craziest part is he doesn't look like he's slowing down in the least. So, I mean, you touched on, like I said, all the hot spots, but that that stat in itself is insane, man. I want to only get some thoughts
0: from Darren because I know I know my guy Darren loves him in the NBA. We've talked a little bit off 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 air and off of uh, off the film a little bit. Let's let's. I'd like to get your thoughts real quick before we move
2: along. MJ or Lebron, I'm just kidding.
1: Well, first of all, that was very eloquent in your in your spiel on what you did, and it was good. It was good. You did wrong about Lebron being the greatest of all time, but it was it was still a good it was, it was a good try.
3: Okay,
1: fair enough. Lebron is I I will give you he is probably the best player in 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 this generation since he's been in the league. Uh, but greatest of all time? No, you know winning matters. And I, I think I think you mentioned something about him being. What did you say about him being nine times in the finals? Mm-hmm. That's correct. No, I'm saying, but you 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 have said something. What was the thing that you said about the nine times? I know I know you've been there eight times straight, but you said nine because you know Magic Johnson went to the finals nine times in twelve years. So mm-hmm. you know he's five and four. LeBron is three <laughs> and six. So I'm just saying, yeah. when it matters. he matters to so context. And, but yeah, and, and, yeah, you know, saying so, yeah. and, and in context, the game has has evolved and is different from when Magic mm-hmm. played, when Michael played, and yeah. when and now when LeBron is playing. So, look, I'm not going to take anything away from what you said. He's not the greatest of all time, but he is the best player in his in this generation yeah. uh, since he's been in the league. I'll, 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 I will give you that. Absolutely. I
0: I appreciate you at least letting me have that part of it.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can't even
0: have that, and, but, then we got to keep
1: going. Don't get me wrong. I like, look, I'm a fan of LeBron, and so, I mean, any team he's on, I watch. I Absolutely. Because I also – even though in my role, yeah, we watch because it's our job, but I also take a step back because I know what it's like to see greatness leave the game, right? Come back, leave his where you feel like you know. Look, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Michael Jordan, and I, I do believe he's the greatest when you contextualize everything and from the errors and stuff like that. Uh, but I also know that he robbed fans the two times that he, that he had his retirements, or whatever. So you didn't get to see everything that Jordan should have been able to provide to the game. That's why I appreciate. Uh, LeBron, obviously, because he's on the uh, West Coast. Now with L.A., it's kind of hard to watch every game. Mm. But I do try to catch as many of his games as possible because one day it will come to an end. You know, you can't outplay Father Time. Just like Tom Brady, you try to watch them and watch greatness at hand. That's what I appreciate about Patrick Mons that we're here in Kansas City. This is our third year with him, second as a starter. We get to see how this plays out. And so I try, even as a reporter covering events that. Okay, this is my job, but I'm also realizing as a fan of these sports to sit back and watch greatness take its place.
0: Absolutely, well said, man. Well said. Yeah. I love talking NBA. I'm just going to throw that out there, and I hope our, our listeners on the spoken spoken podcast can enjoy that as well. We know I know we got a lot of NBA uh, fans. We got, in we got the group. a lot
2: more NBA to come. So too. trust me, we're yeah. going
0: to be talking a lot of NBA. As the playoffs begin uh, in a couple of months, so we're really excited about that. But I, I really wanted to talk about that because after seeing LeBron go against Zion Williamson, who I do believe is going to be a superstar in this league for years to come, yeah. to see him go out there and drop 40 and basically show Young
2: Buck, oh, he's doing this things is what he's it's about, things, still the king. He's doing things that nobody's ever done before exactly. at, at, this, at this part of the point of his career. It's I insane. believe he'll be a
1: star as it relates to a superstar. Again, we, you know – uh, unless he wins an MVP or average the triple double, like Russell Westbrook. Uh, yeah. Russell, Russell, I keep getting Westbrook and Wilson in my head all the time, but you know, winning matters. I can't, I can't put you at that elite level until you win. championships. Once, championship once he's top three he assists to all
2: time to and, and top score of all time, it's going to be hard to argue. That he ain't the greatest. I mean, I'm just, as far as longevity and resume, I'm, like Zion, are
1: we talking, about,
2: no, I'm talking about LeBron James.
1: Oh, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Zion. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, He's still not to be the greatest, right? yeah, 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 but uh, you know, but he will have an argument. But real quick, LeBron. real quick, before we move on, what what could LeBron do?
0: Because you said you got to win in order to be put in a superstar. So, How many? How many championships does he have to win? Because if you're if you think if you're if you're of the belief that MJ is the goat, why did MJ have to win eleven to
1: be Bill Russell? Well, again, you got Well, Russell only had to face what seven teams when he when he played, so. You know, you didn't have as many comp- you didn't have as many competitors. Mm-hmm. You didn't have as many blacks playing during during that fair, championship. So, I mean, he towered. As a, it was what he and uh, uh, Will Chambers. So, I mean, I mean, you just towered. You to the folks. So, Chuck so, Taylor's. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, the competition was much different than what is LeBron. If you put LeBron f- physically, he should be able to play in any era. But no. But. If LeBron James with his teams going up against the uh, the Detroit Pistons mm. or, or Boston Celtics in that era, you know he's getting beat up. I mean, <sighs> look, he's gonna be he's gonna be suffering the same migraines that Scottie Pippen had. Um, okay, but- if
2: MJ's out there beating up on those guys too, I know he was getting beat up too. But if MJ's getting to the rack, tell me LeBron going to get the rack every possession. What
0: about the two thousand four Pistons or the two thousand three? Or no, I'm sorry, two thousand seven Pistons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That with a five straight yeah. uh, Eastern Conference Finals and two, I believe, two straight uh, NBA Finals, the LeBron than was one, tw- Le- Ben, Ross yeah, Wallace, yeah. Yeah.
2: Ben Wallace Prince. Yeah. Le- Le-
0: LeBron went against that team who was number one in defense that year was the toughest Johnson team by Bullets. far in the NBA. Yeah. Goes in there single handedly beats that team in that series at twenty two years old before he was even really a grown man.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to think that he would be able well, to beat guys like Bill. Give him a pass for the two thousand seven. What they say he was a baby, but. The problem is you cannot overlook that meltdown. that he had oh. against uh, against, the, against the Dallas. Look, no, you. I was there. rude. Look, I thought he was going to win seven in a row. You go to, you know, we he, he and Miami going to win four or five, and they're up two games to one. I was sitting there like, okay, cool, man, my yeah. man about to get that first ring. And then for whatever reason, the dude you can see on national television, he didn't want the ball. You know, he he, he didn't want to take the shot. I mean, again, you can't. I can't erase that from my yeah, head because at no. the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, if, if Jordan wants the ball, Jordan's going to get the ball. You go Otherwise, you know, as as Kobe, as Shaq said, and Kobe's saying, it's no no, I a team, but it is a me. A me. me. Yeah. So, you know, but LeBron, because, see, look, in, in, in some areas, he wants to be compared to Magic Johnson because of his all-around skills. But in other areas, he wants to – Where the number 23 wants to be competitive. So you can't have it both ways. And if you don't have that mentality, to where, bro, it's for the championship. Yeah. For that, look. I will give you the pass for 2007, okay, but I can't do it for 2011. Because, you fair. know, when the, when, when the chips came down those six times they were in the finals, Jordan was like, I don't give a damn. Yeah. I, I'm going to take over. Yeah. So, that's, again, yeah. LeBron is great, and, and he's on my Mount Rushmore, but I just can't put him over that's Jordan fair. because, you know. I, and that's why down,
0: that's yeah. why I mentioned the 2011 finals as his low point, and
1: I think you would agree that was his lowest point about of his about. career. But that, he did, he did in the finals, not in the that, first I, round I, I playoffs. Was, I think it was – I think a playoff series against Boston. Right? That's so I it, and I referenced yeah. that one as well. Yeah, I, so I, if those are
0: the yeah, if those are the two lowest points of his career, we can contextualize that and say, okay, look at the team surrounding LeBron in those series. Okay, like you look at the Heat in 2011. You had three, three amazing players. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, they did not have a roster. That Mavericks team was better in totality. They swept the Lakers, who just won the championship the year before, Easy and beat speech. the beat the shit. Out of the Thunder, who had that's... three. <laughs> oh, you yeah, same as the fuck you want, dude. But <laughs> beat the living shit out of the Thunder, then very next series, who had Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. That team was built to already get to the – and they went to the championship the next season. So they went through a Western Conference gauntlet and blew through it. Yeah. So we got to give the Mavericks some credit in that way as well. So my point in bringing that up, though, is if LeBron's lowest point of his career was in the finals, let's let's compare that to MJ's lowest point of his career. Is it when he was making the playoffs with 34 wins? Is it when he missed 80 games on his back-to-back seasons? Is it when he couldn't win a
1: playoff series so until Scotty Pippen? He he in, in his first
0: career, career, in his first four seasons, he missed almost 140 games. Who's so, Jordan? Yes, MJ missed he, a, broke yes, his, he broke
1: his foot, missed a season. But so we're talking about low
0: points here. We're talking about low points here. Yeah. MG, Not low point M- if he's injured. Well, it's a low point. You can say I'm not discrediting his oh. career. I'm saying it's a low point. It's, it's something that you have to acknowledge as right. a low point of your career. If LeBron tore his ACL, that's a low point. It's like well, a low okay. point well, of last well, season.
1: When well, well, we came in, we gotta say last year was a low yeah. point. As Absolutely. Well. Okay. But I wouldn't say it's his lowest point of his career because it was his first Coast, yeah. yeah, it was his
0: first season with a new team with a bunch of young bucks. hurt. Season, it's a low point. Season. I would say his lowest point though is choking in the 2011 finals.
1: I would say that's choking. Uh, I, now I will say, and you know, you I know how, how I roll. I don't do excuses. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm contextualizing. is what I'm saying.
0: So if we're going to compare low points, let's compare the fact that MJ couldn't win a single playoff series until he had another superstar around him, whereas LeBron has never lost in the first round, whether he had superstars around him or not. So when we're comparing high points, let's also compare the low points and let's meet somewhere in the middle and talk about the greatness of that individual
1: player. That's
0: what I'm talking. about. Everyone's talking about the six and zero, but let's let's contextualize the six and zero.
1: What well, does, I, have, I have no problem the yeah. six and zero, but at the end of the day, they both made it to the finals. What did you do when the chair was on the line? Fair enough. That's
0: my point though. Is that LeBron was leading worse teams to the finals on
1: a consistent basis? Well, Where that he, says something about the league and, 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 the, yeah. and the other teams that he competed against. That, that, That's my I, point though. Because so I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not really sure giving LeBron too much credit because of the talent of team. You also got to look at again. Look. Toronto made it to the to the finals and and uh, and won the championship because why? LeBron moved from the east to the west. Mm-hmm. So again, that that says something. To, you know, simply if you cannot get past and look again, I have no problem with with LeBron. He's on my he's, he's on my Mount Rushmore. But when it comes down, whether it's Tom Brady – look, people are still talking about Tom Brady because he won six championships. But Joe Montana was perfect. You know, look, I love Tom Brady, but I but I got to go with Joe Kukul because at the end of the day, he won when it mattered most. I mean, look, Tom Brady should really be he should have lost the championship against Seattle the second time around. Should have lost to the Falcons too. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, look. But people say he's a goat. I can't say that because he's lost when it mattered most. The eighteen and one, the, the Super Bowl team that I'm still pissed about because I lost damn hundred thousand dollars on it was uh, was was the eighteen and one uh, when they lost to the seven, two thousand seven. Yeah. So look, I feel a certain kind of way. Had that team won, oh hell, man, look, man, I'd be, I'd be single, I don't care. Look, look, I'd be like, look, I could contest five seven two. You know, what I'm saying? you got eighteen and over, nineteen on record. But but going back yeah. to your point, it, it's just one of those things where. Again, I can't, you know, yes, I, I credit you for, for doing a good job and getting your team there. But still, you, I mean, just because just you get there, you don't, you don't get a participation trophy. You get sure. a job but you but you got to finish the job.
0: The, the, the thing for me, though, when I, again, we use the word contextualize a lot, is the fact in comparisons also to the competition in the finals. Yeah. You look at MJ again. There was never a single time in the finals that MJ had the inferior team or coach. I well, see. Well,
1: well, 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 the problem there was if you know, Jason, Fe- the, 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 the uh, uh, I mean. Everyone is inferior to Jordan. So it, 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 it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because if Jordan is the best player, period, yeah. everybody who steps on the court is going to be inferior to him. Well, and that's fair. My point, though, is, is that you look
0: at, again, again, bringing the surrounding supporting cast versus the team that you're facing, you can't choose the area you play in. Look, Michael never faced a single dynasty in the finals, not a single time. He only faced one team twice, it was the Jazz, and they had Greg Oster tag in their starting five. Where is he playing in today's NBA? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Second of all, my, LeBron went against not one but two different dynasties and two different eras. So he is going against much for competition. And again, I referenced the fact that he went; he, he literally brought two of the worst teams to ever make the finals against those dynasties. In 20, 2007, he faced a dynasty Spurs team in the prime of their dynasty. Then he goes and faces the 2015 where is the beginning of their dynasty, with Timothy Mozgov and Matthew Dellavedova, went six games, averaging 37, 13, and eight. There was nothing more LeBron could have done in that series to win that series. He should have won finals MVP even though they lost. The problem was You know was, they were
1: 2-1, right? You what?
0: You know they were 2-1, right? Absolutely. And then they—again, they, the point of that, though, is it's a series. So you can have a 2-1 lead it's ridiculous and wear down as a team two-one. because you don't have the Jimmys and Joes. That's the point is they had stu- superstar talent surrounding their roster and the fact they had Steve Kerr as their head coach, whereas the, where the Cavs had David Blatt. Where is he even at right now? That's the point, man. Oh, David Black coached up there. I mean, Diddy <laughs> did though, Diddy, because he, he got fired after that season, after going to the well, finals. No, no. He,
1: well, he got he got no contextualized. He got fired in the I, th- I think it was after after the All Star game. I think in that second, year. Yeah. so so one like he got fired at the beginning of the season. He got fired. Right. My and, point uh, though is, you go to the finals, and get fired halfway through the next season. Yeah, but that, but, but hell, why I mean, did that, he get but, fired? Paul Paul West had won, won an NBA title with the Lakers, and Magic Johnson had him fired. So I mean, it's it's you know why was that? Because uh, they're not good enough coaches. That's my point. Steve Kerr has a job.
0: He NBA title. You the good enough coach? The, the point is, is that you have to you have to understand why they won those titles. Does that coach win the title if he doesn't have Magic Johnson? Does David Blatt get in the finals in twenty fifteen? He doesn't have LeBron James in his prime. That's the point you have to I mean, look I, at. I, well, I, why did I, why did Michael Jordan have uh, Doug Collins fired? And have
1: Phil Jackson come in? Oh, I, I forgot because look, I'm so used to radio. <laughs> I'm like, well, because easily, look, Phil Jackson did, hadn't hadn't won as a player. I'm sorry, he wanted to play, but he hadn't won as a coach. Mm. So Jordan, Jordan, you know, wasn't sure about Phil. So he he, he had to he had to trust in him, you know, because he Jordan didn't want to do the triangle. I mean, so you know, but that was something that Phil had to start. So, but once he saw, once he saw the benefits of it, yeah, he bought into the system. But it was, but but you know, but what Jordan didn't make the call to bring Phil Jackson, that that wasn't Jordan's call. That was management.
0: I don't, I'm not saying it's his call. I'm saying that it, it's it, there's a sign off because Ty
2: Lue, That was all.
1: That was all. His career didn't take yeah. off
2: until Phil got there
1: either, though.
0: That's what I'm saying, My, well, Michael. Michael uh, could uh, have uh, uh, contributed uh, to
1: his career taking well, off. Uh, 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 Michael uh, well, was the father of in system. Uh, well, uh, hold on. Ahead, yeah. My, Michael's career had already taken off. He was already he he made was right right the best player in so He league. couldn't get past the second round playoffs. Well, first, yeah, but first, 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 yeah, right. but hold on. What I'm saying when you say his career had taken off, Jordan had already won an MVP, defense Player of the Year. He had already he had already won.
3: Oh, we can use statistical
1: stats. No, I'm saying, but when you say his career took off. Uh, on a stratosphere mm-hmm. level once he won the championship but it, but but he was already the best player when you know sure. without the change of the war being made so we gotta make sure you look
2: yeah I mean we can say that about LeBron coming out of high school and putting up 20 plus points a game too I mean it's
1: yeah but but he, he wasn't better than Kobe when he came in the league so mm-hmm. I'm just,
2: no not necessarily Kobe was obviously won the MVP that year but
1: I don't say when it comes to don't disrespect I'm not I'm, not I'm not, I'm I'm not saying, I'm saying he came <laughs> in the league was I'm the
2: best I'll player Jordan in, league, Ball was him the best player to. as soon as he came in the league though he wasn't the best player of the season. That rookie
1: year. He was rookie of the year. No, no, I would player. say it's between Bird and
0: Magic at that point.
1: Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, Bird was the best yeah, player Zan in the Thomas. league because he won the MVP.
2: Yeah.
1: But Jordan was in that top five his rookie season because, sure. obviously, he was an all-star. Yeah. And he bought he I mean, had college right.
2: experience. You know, I'm just, i college experience. I have to just play. say, I'm
0: just so glad we decided to talk NBA <laughs> and my guy Darren. Oh, we're talking about it. Hey, we need to start an NBA podcast. That's what needs to happen. We need to do a spoken podcast NBA style because we could do this all night long. But, unfortunately – we are going to have to move on, man, because we got a lot of still we got football to talk about. Football is a, a 24-hour, 12-month-a-year conversation, man. I mean, the combine's going on right now. There's this well, talk good about to that. Greatest,
1: we good. <laughs> but we're
0: going to take, take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about real quick why Joe Burrow needs to embrace the Bengals because he's going to Cincinnati regardless of what he thinks or feels at this time. And I want to convince him as to why it's actually the best move for him to go to Cincinnati. We'll get back to all that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at Commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. at it again on the Spoken Podcast for Segment Number Two. I am your host Lance Twidwell here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell, What's going on Eddie Ortiz, yo, sir, yo. and Eight Tens very own Darren Smith. How What's we doing, up, Darren? Guys? Like I said, we had to start off hot, man. I wanted to get the pistols warmed up. That was a fun. That was a fun segment. I wish we could keep doing that. Like I said, we have other things to talk about, other pressing matters. Quite frankly, the listeners are trying to talk a little football, so that's what we're gonna get right to. And because of the fact that the combine and the draft and everything like that is coming up and the combine actually is in full swing and the draft's going to be here before we know it, you have to address the guys that are going to come up off the top. And it's largely assumed that the Cincinnati Bengals will take LSU's quarterback Joe Burrow with the first overall pick in the 2020 draft. Mm -hmm. And because it's so beyond obvious for many reasons as to why they would and quite frankly should, I want to touch on the other side of this inevitable marriage. Speculation has been spiraling out of control via the media and allegedly Burrow's camp, if you will, in regards to whether he would accept being drafted by the hometown team. Many have suggested that Burrow would in fact refuse to go to Cincinnati and would therefore force their hand in passing on him or drafting him and trading him to another suitor that he and the team sees fit as to make sense for both the team and Burrow himself, much like Eli Manning did back in 2004. But I want to propose a theory as to why actually it's in Joe's Burrow, Joe Burrow's best interest to play for the Bengals. I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out for a second. If you look at the teams following the Bengals in the draft order, you will see the glaring issues and challenges that Burrow would have to face day one that he would not have to force, face in Cincinnati. And let's go down that list for a second. Washington has pick number two. Sure, they somehow convinced... A very good head coach in Ron Rivera to take over their embarrassment of a franchise from their incompetent owner, their horrific roster, their name, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> the fact they just drafted a quarterback in last year's draft for the top 15 pick in Haskins. And even though Rivera is a damn good coach, let's be real for a it's second. He's a defensive-minded coach that won't be able to provide Burrow with the type of help other young quarterbacks have got early in their careers with offensive-minded head coaches like Mahomes with Andy. Whereas in Cincinnati, whether we know what Zach Taylor is or not, he is an offensive-minded coach, and there is no competition at quarterback, obviously barring an Andy Dalton trade, which I think is inevitable. And then you have the Lions at number three. Matt Stafford isn't going anywhere, in my opinion. And even if he was, do you really want to be the next guy in line trying to carry a franchise that's had even less success than the historic, historically than the Bengals? At least since he has been to the Super Bowl in the last 50 years. And then you have the Dolphins at number five that have warm weather warm weather, and that's about it. If you're wanting to play in Dan Marino's shadow that still looms large over a disappointing franchise at best and a division that has rising stars like Sam Darnold and a promising young team in the Bills. And speaking of Bills, Bill Belichick and his cameras are still very much in New England and I'm sure they'd love nothing more than to get a couple more footage tapes on the Bengals practices with Joe Burrow there. <laughs> And then you have the Chargers at number six, which, let's be honest, makes about as much sense as any of the teams I've listed before. But Patrick Mahomes twice a year, trying to step into Philip Rivers' shoes, who is by far one of the more underrated and unappreciated quarterbacks of all time, along with having to deal with 10 to 20 players on IR on the annual basis, I would gladly pass if I was Joe Burrow. And this isn't me trying to position the Bengals as the perfect landing spot for Burrow or any young quarterback for that matter. This is me positioning Burrow to make his own path, to create his own legacy. Much like LeBron was in the Cavs being a kid from Akron, Burrow can be that to the Bengals. Growing up not only three not even 3 hours away from their stadium Joe Burrow can be a god amongst Cincinnati people. Joe Burrow can establish himself as not only a fresh face but a true franchise quarterback that franchise that is yet to have to have any success in decades. If I'm Joe Burrow, I am choosing to create my own shadow and take on the challenge of going back home and making the most of what is presented. Create your legacy in your own backyard. Embrace the Bengals, Burrow. What do you guys think, man? Do you guys think that that's what he, how he should handle this situation? Because according to his people and according to a lot of reporters, they're saying that Joe Burrow, there's a chance he might refuse to go to the Cincinnati but, Bengals. Let's, but go ahead, go, Eddie.
4: Uh, he, he, he was interviewed about two days ago, and he said, whoever drafts me, it's not like I'm not going to not
2: play football. Yeah, that would be a bad look if he just t- totally just dismissed it and didn't show up. That Wait, isn't, yeah.
4: And so, he can pull a John Elway if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chargers are in need of a quarterback, but I don't know what the Bengals would want to trade or if they even want to pass on him. Or, or I just think uh, Joe Burrow is gonna gonna want to play rather than just you know skip and see who who can pick him up.
1: I'll be out of that. I don't. I don't know. Maybe 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 I maybe I I'm under this Patrick Mahomes <laughs> so you don't, don't care right man now, Just say you don't care. No no no. It's not, I don't care. I just. I just don't think he's gonna make any difference right. whether he's in Cincinnati or you get traded. Look, there's no guarantee he's gonna get traded to a better situation. I mean there's a reason why there are what um uh, uh, twenty uh twenty some odd teams that don't make the playoffs <laughs> or, or twenty teams that don't make the playoffs. I mean and so it doesn't matter. Look, you can you can try to think that you're going to get your way and get down to Carolina, but you know, Carolina, well, first of all, Cincinnati has to be willing to have a trade partner and that trade partner is going to, to give them a shitload of, of, uh, mm. you know, of stuff for him. And I just, and to be honest, I don't think he's worth it. So, I mean, if he, right. now I'm not gonna lie. If two or tongue of was healthy, I could see that. But two is probably, yeah. Yeah, probably going to go to Miami anyway, but you know, one year deal. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not that impressed with the kid. Look, yeah, yeah, he had a great season, but again, like you know, like LeBron, like Jordan, like Patrick, you're surrounded by great talent. So if you if you can't win with yeah. that talent, ah, damn. I mean, yeah. you know, so so you you know so you going to Cincinnati. I mean, he's not going to shock the league or anything. I mean, hell, Kyler Murray was good. I mean, and he was great down in Oklahoma to win a win a Heisman Trophy, but we saw what he did, uh, you know, in Arizona. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Granted, he did enough to win. Work of the year, but it's not really at heart of the quarterback right. and a rookie. But I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just not impressed with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's romantic to think that he could go blaze his own trail in Cincinnati. That just doesn't happen very often in the NFL. Most, most players don't just come. And he, I don't think he's a transcendent talent either. I think he's benefited from having a very good coach and a very probably the most talented roster in the NCAA. <laughs> um, but. It's-
1: and Cincinnati's not a bad. Play. I mean, right. I, as you mentioned, no, maybe, it's not. They were in the playoffs. Look, they were the. They were. They've had the best record in the NFL. You're coach for, yeah, ten, You know, ten. I think since since 2010, mm-hmm. uh, I think they were like number six, and and that's in the overall NFL. So I mean, well, you still, still got had Joe had Mixon, AJ Green, yeah, you got I mean, a couple
2: other speedsters on that team, and I think, um, I, I do think what's the uh, coach's name? Um, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. I, th- Zach I think he's a good, bright, offensive-minded guy. And I think Burrow would thrive with him possibly because they have the weapons that they have. I think Joe Mixon's an absolute stud. Um, but I, I'm not sure about Burrow and Burrow's talent as an individual. Like Colin Cowherd said it on his show, talking about how the most successful quarterbacks we've seen either land in a really good spot, like Deshaun Watson landed in a good spot with a talented roster. Um, not the greatest coach situation, obviously, but his talent outshines that because he has, the, he has a good roster offensively. Um, he's, well, he's and, out, and, outright better. And also, on.
1: also Cleveland and, and Chicago, they were just dumbing up the pass, pass them up with
2: absolutely. Just, and like, then you got guys like Lamar Jackson, obviously landed with a great coach, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you don't even you don't even touch that one. Great coach and roster. Um, so situations matter because
1: he had a chance to sit too for you that, exactly you know, under a word, smart
2: so. intellectual like Alex Smith.
1: Look, and, and so look, it to me. My challenge to Joe Burrows would be like, if you that guy, if what what we saw in LSU, right. you that guy go to Cincinnati and 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 with the you because look, you can get traded or go go to go to uh, go go to Carolina. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that you're gonna be successful down there, right? I mean, they have they they have camp, you know what I mean, and, and they have not been successful uh, since they went to the Super Bowl. So I mean, there's no guarantee. And, and to be honest, if I'm a veteran, I'm gonna feel a certain kind of way. Where you think that you gonna call the shots, mm-hmm. bro? I'm, I'm coming after you. Absolutely. But
2: who wants a guy coming in with that kind of attitude off? Obviously, especially at that that position, you know, leading the team. You don't. That's a
1: bad start. Yeah, Any I mean, team is a chip. Look, right. it could be like Baker Mason had a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, that's working. You're gonna well. go up against the wrong one. They're gonna yeah. knock yeah. it off for you. <laughs> yep. Let's sure. move, let's move
0: this real quick, and, and and this is gonna actually hit more home. And we've talked about this a couple of times. We actually talked about this the last time Darren was on the show. It feels like forever ago. Mm. And and boy, we we have been absolutely in the minority with this one. Over the last couple months and, and and we even like I said we touched on this with Darren last time uh, we we made I mean, it I was the first to bring it up on my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we made it very we made it very well known that we would love to see the Chiefs and Kareem Hunt kiss and make up. And we have <laughs> putting it mildly have received rather spirited responses on the Chiefs the side of the Chiefs fans And not wanting the same. And look, quite frankly, I get it. I get that Kareem has had had his issues. Issues that got him where he's at, quite frankly. Cleveland Brown without a ring that that he should have blew with the Chiefs. I get that he has real problems internally. And I get that there are valid trust issues. I understand all that. But what matters most to both the team and fan base is that can you play and are you more liked than not liked by your coaches and teammates? There is no debate that Kareem Hunt can play football on an extremely high level. Leading the league in rushing in 2017 and scoring 14 touchdowns through 11 games in 2018, Kareem is without question a top-tier running back and is only 24 years old. All field, all field issues aside, have you heard one negative thing from Chiefs players and coaches about Kareem Hunt? I mean, there you go. Answer that for me, but I, mean, I, I'm, I have not personally heard anything. All we've heard... Is how much team leaders, how much the team leaders like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, love Kareem Hunt. Is and and as I've stated on this show before, I have a hard time believing even, that they, the players, would be against a Kareem Hunt reunion because they know that Kareem Hunt checks both boxes above. He can ball and he's beloved. There are still many Chiefs fans that would love and would get behind the idea of him returning to KC because a good number of Chiefs fans saw the difference between the offense that had Cremont and the offense that didn't. And sure, the Chiefs could and probably will draft a running back and will sign another veteran. Sure, Damian Williams will be back and he deserves his respect. We praise that dude all the time on the show. But even with all those possibilities and probabilities acknowledged Kareem still fits this roster and has a place on this team. And if off-field issues is all that keeps us from the reunion, then I'm willing to take that risk because this team has such a strong nucleus leading the way. A nucleus that would wrap their arms around a troubled yet talented and young (laughs) individual like Kareem. Bringing him back into the fold and allowing him to regain what he once lost. I love a good comeback story. I think we all do. I love movies that show a man that hits rock bottom and finds his way back to the top. Casey might be far from Hollywood, but that shouldn't stop them from creating and directing their own redemption story. And Kareem Hunt is their chance to do that. And earlier this week, when the news came out that the Browns planned to tender Kareem Hunt, I suggested that the Chiefs send a mid-round pick, preferably a fourth round pick to Cleveland in exchange for the Browns backup running back. And once again, Cheese fans got me on that one as well. And so naturally, I decided to look up the players that Andy Reid has taken in Kansas City in the fourth round since 2013. Can I give you guys a list real quick? Is that all right with you guys? Okay. Linebacker, Nico Johnson. Running back, DeAnthony Thomas. Linebacker, Rameek Wilson. Offensive lineman, Parker Ingerger defensive back Eric Murray, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver Jehu Chesson, and defensive back Armani Watts. Real quick, guys, which of those are you going to give up or not willing to give up to get Kareem Hunt back?
2: All of them together. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I mean, Package deal. Which, which
0: of them are you not willing to part with in order to get Kareem Hunt back on this offense?
1: Well, I'd take Kareem Hunt over all of them, but uh, I, mean, I a, would like Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. The, the, the
0: point I want to make in all this, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this too, obviously, is – is, I know it sounds far-fetched. I get that. And it probably will not happen, as we've talked about before. Probably not. But if you look at this the way it's all illustrated and the fact that i didn't even mention the fact and we all know this as well that ad reed is the coach of second chances i know that he was he was lied to and that burns Mm -hmm. him up you brought that point up that's a valid point different angle yeah this isn't i don't believe this is something that can't be reconciled it's not something that they cannot work through especially when again what matters the most at the end of the day is can the man play football and does the team love the guy if those two te- those two two things check out, I don't see how it can't work out. You guys, let me know what you do think. About think this. Do you think it's worth it if he continues with his off 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 the field issues? I, I absolutely do, and the reason why is this: because they can afford to take that risk. If he does the things he does again, you let him go. What do you
2: lose? Okay, uh, like you I said, won the Super Bowl. Well, like I brought it up last time with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's brought in a lot of guys for second chances of, of second chances of things that were not previous uh offenders to him personally there were second chances of them their their uh, issues elsewhere yeah, yeah. and him bringing them in yep this is this would be a second chance of him giving someone a second chance from for, from what they did to him the first time and right. giving them a second chance to him personally again that's a little different and i don't i, I just don't know if andy Reid's. the i know he's a very personal guy he's a he's a player's coach but i just don't know if he's willing to put his reputation out there again for someone who already burned him Personally, sure, that's, that's fair. different. Like the TO situation, Mike Vick, those were never his guys before he brought them in for a second chance. So this one feels a little different because there's some personal vendetta there <coughs> towards him actually being bald faced, lied to by Kareem Hunt. And then obviously he's still continuing having issues getting arrested, you know, and, and intoxicated and having weed and all this. And I just don't know if he's worth the drama to mess up this locker room. Not saying he will mess up this locker room because obviously the guys love him and they would welcome him back with open arms. I just don't
1: know if I want to mess up the nucleus here. Well, <laughs> you know, I so first yeah. of all, I think you know, since, since I think I was one, maybe the first even broached topic of bringing us bringing them back. I would love to have him back. I, yeah. I would look. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, you know, I understand why he lied. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker was scared for sure because one, he probably I, a kid too. Well, no, nah, I'm not gonna say he's a kid because he was he was a He was fucked up. His people around him should have kept his ass in the for room. Sure. If you. If you know, look. Yeah, that yeah. That, 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 that's, that that's kind of going back. But I will say this: I'm sure he didn't know there was cameras, or didn't pay attention, or didn't did think there were cameras, or some would be would be would be released. But that being said, look, man, we've all got trouble. We've all been like, tell us the truth. You lie right both dead in your face, mm-hmm. and you hope they don't find out. And then they do. You like oh, God, please don't let me get fired. Mm. And it, it may happen. It may not. Yeah. I mean, so we've been in a situation, why? Because we're either embarrassed, we're afraid, we're scared. We don't know, if we tell you the truth, how you're going to take it. So, I mean, look, I, so I haven't been in trouble to that extent. But, shit, I've done stuff where I'm like, but I, God, please don't let me get busted. <laughs> where, sure. you know, okay, I ain't got busted or I did get busted. Like, fuck. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't have a problem. I I I oh, not that I don't have a problem, because I, I don't want to make excuses for, it, but I understand why he why he lied, uh, because he was afraid, you know, mm-hmm. and he, and he didn't he didn't he didn't know. Uh, I don't want to say he didn't know, but he he was just afraid of what would happen had he told the truth. If you tell the truth, maybe they can do something about it. Maybe okay, well, we did, you know, we did. But look, the Chiefs, they still did a rush to Jefferson because that's why Tyreek Hill didn't get. Didn't right. get cut after after all that stuff that came out initially about him and the kids because they saw well, and, and what in the happening reason why they didn't cut it was they didn't want him get picked up right away by mm-hmm. by the Browns and then let the Browns do what they like well damn Patriots, yeah yeah, but, yeah so <laughs> so that's that's my reason then also look I'm with you I'm with you look if you if you bring them back I know that the players will surround him the team as well as the players they will have something in place to kind of. You know, keep him from getting into trouble, so to speak, whether it's maybe 24 of security. Hell, he can move in with me just so I can yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, right, right? You know, because, like, bro, I don't want you fucking this up. Because, and, 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 you know, you talk about the arrest and stuff that took place. Mm-hmm. Man, the man was, he was depressed because he felt like he should have been a part of the team. And he knows that's not warranted. Had, yeah, I'm yeah. saying, Had he not fucked up, they would probably be defending the Super Bowl title. But was in
2: Cleveland, for Christ's yeah. sake.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. look, I'm upset at the man because. He to me not even D four, but this dude cost us a trip suitable because Poor look sure. the Patriots they were able to shut down Travis Kelsey as well as uh he as, as Terry. He killed the Patriots, but, but if you but if you got Hunt here, the problem is, and I keep trying to explain to people the offense is being is 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 changed is, is is different when he's in the game versus when Damian Williams well, in the game so when Damian Williams in the game yeah you become over passing offense but with him in the game you got to you got a balanced offense where you even the Patriots don't. Know, like, what the yeah. hell are we gonna do? Because there's too, there's too many weapons, and so we saw we kind of saw what happened when you know when, when the running game and Patrick kind of got hurt uh, uh, this past season. Hmm. Yeah, granted, the end result was good because everyone was healthy at the end. But I really think that when you when you when you have an – Man, I go back and watching that game in, in, in L.A. I'm telling you, it's one thing to see it on television. It's yeah. another to see that stuff in person. When you got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, 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 Kareem Hunt, and Patrick, and, and look, we ain't talking about what the uh, uh, Bob, uh, I don't know, uh, Chris Conley did in that game, but just those four right there. There was at least 11, 12 possessions. We scored 51 points in a 60 minute ball game. Granted, the team other scored score 54. But that's 105 points in 60 minutes. Do you know, the team didn't even come close to that this year. I think the most they made did was maybe the first game, 40, um, points, yeah. or 40 points or whatever. But it's like, I mean, that it's it's hard to replicate that. They did that shit with Ease last yeah. uh, last year with, with Kareem before before he got kicked off the team. Yeah. I mean, and so, and, and if you have that with this defense, come on, man. That, oh, yeah. That's as, a fan, yeah
4: about, as a fan, yeah. a family,
2: one of That's move, what no I'm doubt. talking about. Is, yeah.
0: it's, it's a low-risk high-reward type of situation. Yes, there is going to be conflict. There's going to be controversy with it attached, but nothing is going to outweigh if he comes in and balls out like we know he can. No one's going to be talking about the controversy. And
1: here's the thing, because you won the Super Bowl, you mm. bought yourself a Exactly. Good for sure. Like, when you he say, like, if he
0: fucks up again, what is the cost? There yeah. is nothing. Eddie, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on this real quick, man, because I don't see it the will
1: negative. Be, we'll be, will be a draft pick, you know, whatever you sign up for, because I think he's going to be tender, restricted. Yes. Behavior, so so you, have to, you give up maybe I'm a low draft yes. pick, but whatever.
4: Yes. I, I mean, my, my, my only concern with this whole situation is just his off-field, off-field issues. Uh, instead of talking about getting him traded, getting him here, getting him playing, getting him—you know—first of all, we have to get this guy help because he's he mentally in that last traffic stop. Mentally, he was not all there. Yeah, you know, he was struggling with depression, and you know, depression's a bitch and yeah can lead to some dark places. Get this man some help, then we can talk about probably bringing him in and all that. But let's let's focus on getting him some some help first. And then we can talk about this whole – You can do both. <laughs> and and there, might better, do both. There, might not, there might not be a better locker room
0: Here's my question to you, Eddie, on that regard because that's very valid. That is totally understandable, and I am with you on it. How How is it any different, though, than anybody that works a normal job that's dealing with those same types of things? They don't stop working. They still seek help. So unless you have to actually go to a place, a facility, a place like that where you don't have to focus on the rest of your life and that's all you focus on, which I don't know if that's necessarily what Kareem's or Kareem's at, because he still did play football throughout the entire when he when he was you know off of his suspension. So I know it looks bad. And I get it looks bad, and, it, and obviously it, got, it cost him his job in Kansas City. It cost him a ring, and to Darren's point, it could have cost us two. The point, though, is is that it's not too late for him to be able no, to no, no. continue what no, he's no. doing and still deal with the things he's dealing with off the field is what I'm saying. I don't know if it's at the place where he has to focus but, on one or the other. No, but, but at the same time, do we know if he's 100% committed to the game right now? I mean, his is, comments to the cop was, I mean, he's he's not even talking about the, the situation. He's talking about, I should be playing in the Super Bowl. That's, so you know football's about, on his mind. Yeah, but he's
4: talking about a depression, though. He's he's talking about sure. I should have been there. I fucked up. Right. started getting all those, you know, depressing moments. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting deeper into that. Yeah. So... The context yeah, 100% was still football. healthy to play football yeah.
0: while getting that help. Yeah. That's, that's just. And impressive. I don't want to play Mister Psychologist here.
4: I, I don't. I, know. Yeah, we don't
0: know exactly don't what know. goes on in his mind. We don't. I don't know what goes on in your yeah, guys. I mean, we see with like
2: Josh Gordon as well, a similar situation sure. where he couldn't, you know, control sure. himself to with his habits and his, you know, off field. I just, and... I just
0: want to. All I'm saying is, is that my heart does go out for the kid because I do believe that he, to his core, is a good person. I do believe that he's obviously an incredible talent. I don't want to see a life and a career be wasted upon what could have been. I don't want him to be that guy. And I feel like if the Chiefs are willing to give that opportunity, he will benefit them on the field and they could be what ultimately could save him. That's what I'm, because he wants to be here. He was at home. He's from Cleveland. No. He's from that area and he wants to be here. And That's what I feel like would give him fulfillment. No, I, I get it. Yeah. But my question to you would be would the Chiefs want that controversy? But uh, again, that, that's just the, yeah, point. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. My point though is, is I don't think that the controversy outweighs anything that he brings. Because you're going to tell me right now, I, I've been to training camp. They the lost, lost the decade. goodwill. Yes. I mean, so
1: so so everything's Kansas, feel good. Kansas City. Look, look, first of all, they'll be able to just. First of all, people in Kansas City, the media. Yeah. Look. First of all, will well, most of me would bloviate and, and be on a high horse. I'm going to be like, the fuck y'all talking about? Like, this is this makes the team better. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll say, oh, they, you know, they, they'll know why they did it, but then Hashtag when they a- get a- on the air, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but when they get on the air get in front of the camera or a microphone, yeah, they'll, they'll talk shit, but I'm like, but then it'd be somebody like me calling them out like, y'all yeah, full of shit. So this is a good move, and I would go for it. Here's the thing, too. After all the moves, that, you know, we, we talked about it. Go, go go get Patrick Peterson, go get Jalen Ramsey, blah, blah, blah. And Brett Veach didn't do anything during during the season except with the exception of getting uh, uh, Suggs uh, off the waiver wire. If Brett Veach and Andy, they decide to go out to, after what they did last year, I would say at least they've earned our trust to be able to, you know, depend to, to on the moves that they make, let them make it. And yeah. if they bring them back, you know, I support them, and I'll be—I'll stand on—I'll be the first one out there, you know, uh, taking the fire for them. You know, because I'm like, no that's that's my suggestion, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Man, go, go ahead and bring them back. Yeah. Just
4: my question with the whole controversy was because the past of what we've seen with the Chiefs and how they dealt with controversy—they—they've gotten away with that kind of
1: situation. They're like, oh, we don't want to be part of that.
2: Mm. Get rid of it. Moving you know, forward, they might want to continue well, the yeah,
1: trend. Well, 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 when you say that, I, I'm, I'm presuming that you mean like Larry Johnson era and, and that's something but but you get culture, different yeah. regimes that were in. I think you're also talking about Marcus Peters too, Marcus, a, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> we can uh, revisit that one. That yeah, I was the biggest bullshit of them all. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, you look. I mean, because here's the thing. When Tyreek kill it was all about it, you know. It was all about that child endangerment stuff, you know, or whether or not he broke the, the mystery behind child. it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, but Tyreek was able to convince you, you know, <laughs> enough that hey, I what means the lie, lie, lie? That you all decide, okay, we're gonna wait. And because hey, yeah, you look, you, you tell him he, he can't show up to a facility or training camp. Okay, he just trained out of Luther's camp, and right, you know right, he's right, chilling. Right. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> he had take no hits now, so he's good. The right. you know, league clears him, and then everything. is, I mean, look. He has paid his penance. The league suspended him. He did that. You know, he's not – I don't think he's going to get in trouble with what took place in the traffic stop, because I, I don't think anything really came up. So, I mean, right now, yeah, okay, he got pulled over. Fuck, there's a lot of players that get pulled over and shit. So, okay, but that but what he did, he's, he got suspended. He served his time. Come in with a new slate. That's, that's what we'd love to see. And yeah. if you guys disagree,
0: I mean, I totally understand and we get it, but. That's, that's going
1: to get your head out your ass.
0: <laughs> you're wrong. So we're going to leave it there. If you have any comments, uh, hit us up on Twitter at The Spoken Pod, uh, and you can join us on our Facebook group at The Spoken. But we're, well, like I said, we're going to leave it there because we got something else we want to talk about, Chiefs related. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about why Patrick Mahomes is chasing rings, not money. I know that sounds like a common sense theme, but it might not actually be because it actually has to be addressed. We'll get back to all that after this. Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I'm your host Lance Twidwell here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell, on? Eddie Ortiz, good, good. and 810's very own Darren Smith. How we good doing good. tonight, guys? Good, man. Great. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. It's been a fun show so hey, hey. far. Man. We've 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 really gone across the board. Started the show with NBA. I don't know if we've done that since I'm talking like early last summer. And I don't even know if we did that because the whole Tyree Kill thing was going on. So who knows, man, if we've ever even started the show with NBA talk. But we did it tonight, and I do not have any regrets when it comes to that at all because we love talking NBA off off camera for sure. I know Trevor and I like to do that for sure. But we're going to keep no doing that throughout the, like I said, off season. But let's talk a little more Chiefs. I, I, I really want to talk about this one in particular because – um it, it, there's there's so many layers to what is going on when it comes to Patrick Holmes. I, I've never been one that can properly quantify the proper amount of credit Brett Veach is due to the successes of the Chiefs, and it's largely due to the fact that we all know that Andy Reid runs this shit. But one thing I've always admired and credit Veach for is his ability to be transparent, despite working for a franchise that prides themselves on being a privately ran organization. Well, earlier this week, Brett Veach was posed a question, a few questions rather, regarding Patrick Mahomes and his looming NFL record-breaking contract extension. And during an appearance on PFT Live from the scouting combine, general manager Brett Veach said that the team is still working out the best path to securing a long future with Mahomes. Quote, I think the cool thing about Pat and his agent, is they realize he's going to make a lot of money. No one operates in the sense of ma- taking the extreme team discount. But Pat is also very cognizant of wanting to be in a place like Kansas City and win a lot of Super Bowls. There are some things to help the team to make sure there's always a ta- there's always talent around him. It'll take time, but it'll get done, Veach said. That statement to me tells me something few statements in the NFL or sports circle- circles in general tells me. And that's the truth. I believe Brett Veach. I truly believe that Mahomes' ultimate motivation and driving force is how many rings he can win. Well, of course, Lance, that's what drives him. How is is that news? Well, let's, let's be honest here for a second. How many of us work at our job because it simply pays us a steady paycheck? We all know that money is what drives a lot of us to continue to work. I'm not saying that there aren't those of us that work out there to be the best at what we do, to master our craft, because I know they exist. I'm sitting next to one Darren Smith. But the majority of us live. Uh, majority of us live for a payday, but that isn't who I believe Patrick Mahomes is, and it's because of many factors. Primarily and honestly, it's because Mahomes didn't grow up broke, along with knowing and understanding the life of a pro athlete before he become one himself. Also comes with the financial security, and unlike most pro athletes, money wasn't a pressing matter for Patrick. Also. Patrick knows and understands the endorsement money is what pays you better than any NFL contract could in totality. Yes, the total dollar amount in his next contract will look like it can never be outdone. But it's the guaranteed dollars that we have to focus on. And with Adidas, State Farm, Hunts, Oakley, Head & Shoulders, DirecTV, and even local endorsements like hy will be what pays him his, quote, living cash, if you will. Many other millionaire athletes like Shaq and Gronkowski have often stated that they've never touched a check they've collected from playing sports. I see Mahomes as the exact same type of athlete. He knows his worth, and he knows that winning is what keeps his worth at an all-time high, which is why I know, and I mean I know, that if his contract comes between him and winning, then he will choose winning. And how do you continue winning in team sports? You maintain a winning team, which is why we love, we have suggested that maybe, just maybe, Patrick Mahomes holds off another offseason before taking off the inevitable payday in order to help the team keep and grab free agent acquisitions like, I don't know, Chris Jones and Sammy Watkins. And make no mistake about it, there will be a massive risk in spending those dollars, regardless if it's going to Patrick's bank account or to those coveted free agents. Which brings me to my next point, the Chris Jones risk. There's this fear of being strapped in cab space. That's a valid fear when you're a team trying to grow a Super Bowl franchise roster or championship roster, I should say. But the Chiefs already have that roster. I'd much rather have money problems than winning problems. And assuming that the 2021 cap, 2021 cap is at $210 million, the Chiefs will have more than $59 million in cap space. Mahomes probably takes up at least 35 of that, per se, depending on how much his contract is structured. You pay Chris Jones eighteen. That number goes de- goes up down the road. Sign your draft picks and have zero cap space and no free, free agents. Now, you can cut guys like Lorette de Tardif and Alex Okafor to clear about $13 million in cap space. Oh, Those are replaceable players. That lets you sign one or two more bottom-tier free agents mm-hmm. that have a tiny reserve deal with mm-hmm. injuries. It's doable. Everything is flexible. We always talk about funny money. So when we talk about the fear of cap and we talk about the inevitable contract and things of these na- this nature, we're not putting in the fact that Patrick Mahomes' main focus is to win. And I do believe that he's going to do his contract. Everybody talks about this team-friendly deal. That's not what's going to happen. Mm. It's the, the team-friendly part is, does he wait another offseason? That's going to be what helps the team. It isn't going to be the amount of dollars. The amount of dollars is going to re- break the bank. It's going to be the greatest contract we've ever seen in the NFL. For sure. <laughs> to the next one. Until the next one, exactly, until the next guy gets his. But the point remains that Patrick Mahomes' focus is not to get that contract. It's to say, hey, what can I do with my money in order to help us keep these guys? You you think for a second, guys, he doesn't want to keep Chris Jones? You don't think – because you can't just replace guys like that who – or what is he, second in the league in sacks since
2: he's been in the league? I think league? everybody in that locker room wants to keep Chris Jones. Absolutely. He's one of the strongest personalities in there. Um, and to ride the wave of that narrative you're kind of building there, the hypothetical situation – it definitely seemed like this super bowl, I know I'm not taking anything away from Pat or any other player that was out there that contributed to the Super Bowl ring. It definitely felt like this ring was Andy's. And I feel like the next time around will be Patrick's ring. And I feel like maybe you know, if that narrative is that if he does ride that and since he's been here, since he's been the starter, he's preached nothing. When even when they made that first promo video for his first season when he went fifty and five thousand, he was preaching dynasty. He was to his promo video to the to their new rooks that were coming in from that first draft class. Hey. Welcome to Kansas City. Let's build a dynasty, 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 dynasty. So if that's what his his passion is, which he's made it very clear, and just like he made it very clear at the parade that you know when I came here I wanted to win this for for the Hunt family and I wanted to bring this get this trophy for the best coach of all time and Andy Reid. He made it very clear that it wasn't about like his personal goal. So maybe this second time around is his personal goal to make it. You know this is this one's mine. You know the second time around, or you know maybe we're talking third, fourth, fifth time around. Those will be those would be Pat's accolades, not taking away. The first one, obviously, it's still his. But that was definitely the the team's goal to get that for Andy. So that that was the overwhelming feeling of this one. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, if he if he takes the money, I'm not I'm not mad about it either. And if he and if he goes the route to where we can keep everyone around, build this dynasty and, you know, he can maybe settle for the, the even bigger payday the next time around. I'm all for it as well. Either way, I'm happy because we have the best player in the NFL. But his decision is his decision. He is getting paid handsomely probably from all these sponsors. Um, but, yeah, if we can find a way – I'm sure, like you said, don't you think he wants to keep Chris Jones around? I guarantee you he does because that helps him as well. And, that, you know, that keeps the the defense, you know, where it is uh, and dominating in that, that aspect. So, yeah, I mean – I hope that's the route that he takes. Personally, as a, as a as a selfish fan, because I want to keep everybody in this group, as this core, together as much as possible. But if, he, like I said, if he goes the other way and he wants to hit, he wants to grab the bag, all for man, because he's my guy. So
1: I'll say this: uh, I, I think we can blame Tom Brady for us even having this discussion. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, if, an asshole. If he, yeah. <laughs> you know, because if he if he if he wasn't taking less than market value, right. then we wouldn't be having this discussion. However, it worked out for New England, but they were cutting, you know, but they were getting rid of players before before they could get too old there. So, I mean, he was getting that. some
2: under the table stuff. You know uh, it. The whole
1: TV 12 thing always just reeked of
0: is some, weird. some some money going through. I There's a cesspool
2: over there, man. Let's not, the not, not be Fox Boulder here, but, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm I, I, I I mean, man. I want to believe it. I'm going to be a <laughs> on, on, on that.
2: Tell but. us your secrets, man. Come on. I but you
1: if you're Patrick, see, the thing is, you know, you can sign for whatever you sign. The, the question is, how much of it is real money? Is, mm. is guaranteed money? Most of that is going to come. Oh, and he's
2: going to set the standard for the next guys underneath him too.
1: Well, yeah. So, so you know, here's the thing: nothing's going to get done before the start of the, the season. You know, what I mean, right? They'll look and see they the got, landscape Chris of yeah. Chris Jones and what they do with Sammy Watkins, and then of sure. course free agents that are out there. And who do you, you know, because you can you can cut. Uh, you know, players and Fuller, just re yeah. them for 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 smaller contracts, mm-hmm. you know, because again, that that's what Semmy Watkins. Semmy Watkins has dead weight, but if you, but if he if he re- renegotiates, and you can just get him for that seven million dollars, there's no sense in cutting them. You know, if he plays for seven million, you just restructure that contract, and you got the extra fourteen million that you can do whatever with that goes on top of whatever your salary cap is right now. Then, of course, you know the salary cap will go up forty percent. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's additional money. So, you know, but, but you look at, but then you just start, then you got to put on a, on a whiteboard, offense, defense, special teams, I guess, and just, you know, who are your free agents? They I think they got like 18, 19 to 20 of them. And just start uh, of, of matter of importance. Who do you see staying? What type of contract, what type of money is it going to take to keep them? Let them walk. see who, who, who goes out and gets them. And then who else is out there as a free agent? That you know you can bring in in place of them again. You know as a you know look we're talking about running backs Kareem Hunt. You know I mean you can get them for the cheap. Uh, when it relates to Patrick, if Patrick signs something, it's it's going to well. Patrick is going to wait till us to see what Dak Prescott and uh, and Deshaun Watson once Deshaun Watson signs and he'll sign after right. after uh, uh, after Prescott. Then then once Watson signs, then you see Patrick. Either side, or, or or wait till some, you know, later on in the season, or after the season to break the bank. Because look, he could sign now forty million dollars, but then by the time next year comes around, shit, he probably could have got fifty million dollars. Because if if you think about it, Dak Prescott. If the Cowboys would have signed him last year, right after the third season, oh man, look, you played great. Boom, boom, right. we're gonna reward you. You could have got it for twenty five million dollars. Now you go, now, now you gonna cost yourself, damn near an extra seventy five million dollars because you didn't sign him then and you waited, you know. And look, you, you, you know, and so, so you, you set the market after after each contract, and so you know with Jared Goff and then you know Wilson yeah. Wilson and then yeah. yeah, you know, so it it's easy to jump. Nobody is going to question whatever Patrick signs for, whether right. he signs for over two hundred million or if he you know and, and I think he will get the number two hundred because it just looks good fifty percent of the franchise. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. So, <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, you know, I like that, yeah, man. I I think he'll get five years, two hundred million, a hundred and fifty million guaranteed. Hmm. But Again, you can always, you know, you know, once, you know, basically, you want to get to that first year. So that first year is, is where all that hard money, the most of going to come from. For sure. But then, you know, but then you just prorate it out, and you know, you just start doing funny, funny math with that salary cap, and you can, you know, you can do. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, you know, the Patriots and, and, and then also players are going to want to take less just to come to get a chance to win a no Super Bowl. Doubt. And you that's know, the best part about it. Now. You don't, but you don't want to get into that habit because, you know, I mean, you don't want your quarterback eating up all your salary cap and you and, you, and now your nickel and diamond trying to protect them, trying right. to get you know the weapons because you Hawks. know Tyreek's yeah. got his stuff because you got to pay Travis because you got to read it he I think they'll get paid. He deserves now, so. more. He's getting. Yeah. So you know, so, so you got you got to take care of him in some and manner. And Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher yeah. will be on yep. after twenty twenty one. They're
0: going to have things to do. But if you even look like around the league. Um, you're, you're talking about some of the top quarterbacks, top paid quarterbacks in the league. Everybody talks about, well, once you pay that guy, you're going to have to start stripping your team down. That's not even close to the truth because of the fact that you look at Drew Brees, who was one of the highest paid quarterbacks over the last several years. The, Saints well,
1: the key is that you have to try to win with the quarterback on their rookie deal. Yes. The Russell Wilson sure. is the best success because he's been to two Super Bowls and won one. Patrick Mahomes has done it. Now, within these next two two, two years, two, three years, Lamar Jackson has to try to to, end Deshaun Watson as well. You have to tailor
0: both sides because you're right about that. But like I said, you talk about Drew Brees, who's had a lot of success throughout his last several 10 to 15 years. He's, he wasn't on a rookie deal at one point with the Saints because he never got drafted by them. Then you have uh, Aaron Rodgers, not on a rookie deal. To right. Aaron Rodgers $100, 100 They went to the NFC Championship. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, just went to the Super Bowl. So my point in bringing that up is, is that there's this facade that once Patrick gets paid, well, you can't pay Chris Jones, you can't pay these guys. That's not true. Because of the fact that not only is the salary cap going up every year, this new CBA is going to have a higher salary cap. Mm -hmm. The point also is the fact that you're also looking at it from market value. If you have a guy that's at a market value, yes, if he isn't what you think he should be at market value, you don't pay him. If Chris Jones wasn't as great as he is, we're not even sitting here talking about paying him. You said you got what you got out of him. Now let him go get paid somewhere else. Mm. But because of the fact that this guy is what market value says he is as far as value, actual on-field value, was prime. Yep. and he's 25 years old, nope. he was a significant part of why you won a Super Bowl. It is a common-sense move. And he
2: was hand-picked by this franchise, the too. The that's, best part that's about it,
0: Trevor, you said it earlier, is the fact that we have the best quarterback in the NFL, the best player in the NFL, so you can literally pick and choose – who do you think is valuable? If, if Sammy Watkins doesn't, even if, let's say, he's willing to come down to $11 million a year or $10 million a year, the Chiefs can still say, we still have the leverage even at that mark because of the fact this is the most talented wide-receiving draft class we've probably had in two decades. So they could say, we're not signing you, Sammy. We're going to go take your upgrade in and the, and the third or fourth round at $9 million less. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, what I'm
1: well, that's what I said to Sammy. Sammy's guaranteed portion is up, so yeah, I mean right. it, it was only for three years. So he got he got the the bulk of his money, that's why he couldn't be cut. This past exactly. Um, but you know, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I think it. You know, I think it becomes a situation where, you know, really, the enemy is, is a salary cap, and and that, that's what it is. it's. It's not a matter of whether the Chiefs want to keep Chris Jones now. The thing is, the players of the NFLPA, they could have negotiated getting rid of the salary cap. I mean, that's something that you, that's collectively bargained. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a salary cap, then we're not having this discussion. And not, But, you know, it becomes a situation where, because you got to remember, you didn't have a salary cap, but one time, that's how Washington was signing. Dion sending all these players to these big-ass contracts, but they just weren't any good. But, again, that call, kind of falls on the coach and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you didn't have a salary cap that was uh, – if the salary cap was out of this new CBA agreement, the Chiefs, because players would want to play with Patrick, you would you see more players coming into Kansas City. And then it would become an unfair situation. Yeah,
0: that's why the, the salary cap thing – I mean, they're always going to have – it's going to continue to rise, but it's it's not ever going to just be like baseball where, you know, because like you said, it's just unfair. That's why the Yankees have 27 World Series is uh, because World of the League. fact – yeah, you're talking about the location. Go yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just going to
4: talk about you guys are bringing up the, the no salary cap and all that. It's kind of like what they do in Europe. They call it the, the, the fair play, yep. the UEFA fair play. What that is pretty much is soccer teams cannot spend more than the, than what they bring as an institution, meaning shirt sales, ticket sales. Anything that they bring in, they can pretty much spend on, on, on the players they want, on the team, on the roster, build up all you want. That's pretty much how they do it. That That's pretty much it. I guess you can say their salary cap, but it's really not because if you're bringing all that money, you can afford anything you want in that that team. So that's why big teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City are able to bring these guys without having to worry about a salary gap or anything. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind if, if the NFL went a little bit of that route to where let the team spend what they bring in pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously they they will still make profit because they're not gonna have
0: all that money being put into contracts. So yeah, I agree. that's a good point. I mean, like I said, the, the new CBA is gonna really define how things go for uh, teams that are trying to build a Super Bowl roster. But like I said earlier, the chiefs have the best problems. Money problems are the best problems to have in the info because if you have if you're, your problems aren't winning, if winning is not your problem, you're in the best situation possible. You can work with money problems. But if you can't get a, a winning product on the field, that is a real dilemma in this league because then money starts to become even more of a negative thing because you're going to lose revenue streams. You're going to We've seen it at Arrowhead, not even just a little over, not even a decade ago. In 2012, that place was desolate. There was you know, 35,000 people in those stands. Sometimes it was so ugly. Not even a decade ago, but you get a winning product out there. All of a sudden, you're looking at a team that's packing the house, the ho- packing the house out in the Super Bowl. Things change that quickly, man. And if you keep your 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 key assets like Chris Jones, yes, who will be expensive, but spending the money is necessary in order to do those things. I try to tell people this all the time. You cannot replicate what the Patriots did. Because of the fact that that is a unique situation beyond situations. You can talk about the cheating scandals and all all those things aside. The entire situation was so unique from their division to their coaching to their quarterback taking less money to the way they just ran things. You can't expect your franchise to do things the way the Patriots did because it's never going to happen again that way. So you have to do things according to how you built it and how you won in the first place. Yes, you're not going to be able to win the same way when it comes to Patrick Mahomes because he's going to be more expensive. But you still have the same player. So in order for you to win, you have to continue to build upon what you have. And I forgive me for not feeling like you're building upon it when you lose assets that you should keep. I don't see how you build. Yes, there is a chance that the Chiefs can go out there and draft a guy that could be close to Chris Jones. But there's also a very good chance that you whiff on him completely. You can get yourself another Breland speak. So they trade it up for. It. That's my point. I don't want to see that happen. I'd like to keep the guys that I know are in a position to win, and are in a position to give us the best chance to win. He's 25 years old. I've said this 100 times. If Chris Jones was 28, 29 years old, I wouldn't even entertain this. I say, you know what? We got his best years out of the way. He plays in a position where at best, and if you're lucky, you can play five to six years. Look at Dontari Poe. Had an awesome early part of his career. His back went out. and He was never the same player. That could happen to Chris Jones. And I'm willing to take that risk at this age. Absolutely. Not willing to take that risk later in his 20s. That's why I believe the Chiefs are going be- – I really do believe. And I don't have I'm – not, I'm not sitting here loaded with a bunch of inside sources – But everything leads me to believe, because of the way that the Chiefs have talked about him, and again, with the transparency of Brett Veach, I believe him when he says the things that he says. I do believe when he says he wants to keep Sammy Watkins and Chris Jones in town, he will do everything in his power. Will Sammy Watkins be back? I don't think so. Personally, in my personal opinion, even though he doesn't have a lot of leverage around the league with this wide receiving class coming out, I still do believe there's going to be somebody that's going to be willing to pay him a little bit more. The Chiefs will either cut him or take him out. Uh, it, it, like I said, there's just so much we can still unfold with all this. The yeah. point, though, isn't all of it. And I think you guys would all agree with me. Chris Jones is the number one key asset in this offseason. I'm not talking, we can speculate on guys outside of Kansas City they can try to bring in, and we'll gladly do that. But we have a guy in house right yeah. now that we need to make sure we take care of first and foremost. Yeah. That's where I leave it. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to be getting to the Monday mailbag in a second. But first, We're going to get Eddie a little bit of an opportunity to talk about where we think Tom Brady fits and doesn't fit across the league. We'll get back to that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide, ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Spoken podcast for segment number four. I am your host Lance Twidwell here is at the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell, Tony Ortiz, 810, very very old. Darren Smith. What up, guys?
1: AKA the Black Tony Romo. There it is. Hey,
0: by the time you hear this, you're already going to know the news. Uh, CBS just broke the, just rolled out the Brinks truck for our guy Tony Romo. A blank check, seventeen million per year. Like our guy Darren said, every minute there's a sucker board, man. Like yeah. they, they, they had they had, to, they had
2: obviously outbid he's still making more. Back. He's still making more than Dak. No. Yep. yeah No. <laughs> It's a sad world we live in, people. Dude,
0: Tony Romo is still the best quarterback in Dallas. <laughs> oh <played>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if, if he can play
2: more than three snaps a game, yeah. So,
0: so let's uh, let's get right to the segment that I, I really wanted to talk about because the hot topic in all of football right now is Tom Brady and where he's going to end up playing in 2020. Because it is assumed, who gives a he, shit? It, it is assumed that Tom Brady will ple- will be playing football yeah. next season. It's just a matter of where. Yeah. So. Before any of this really started, we had our, our wager that's still going on. Trevor and Eddie still believe that he's going to play in New England. Absolutely. I believe he's going to play elsewhere. And uh, let's, let's get right to it, man, as far as fits. Because we can theorize where he's going to play, but where do we think and where does Darren Smith think he fits best and where he doesn't <laughs> fit best? So let's go down the list, Eddie. Let's not waste any more time. All right. Uh, good fit, bad fit. Patriots. Believe it or not, I think this is actually a bad fit. The reason why is this. You saw last season the limitations of their offense. You saw the fact they did not have the supporting cast that he needs, and I don't see that changing within a matter of months. They don't have what I think is good enough to build around
2: an old, aging quarterback. What if they get Stefan Diggs?
0: Even if they were to land Stefan Diggs, that's not enough to make them into what I think they need to be for him. Hmm. I don't think that he needs a perfect utopia type of situation for him to win. Hmm. Stefan Diggs would help. Two years, ago, two years ago, was a perfect utopia. No, See, it, it absolutely was. wasn't. It absolutely, and that's why they struggled. They, yeah. they should have lost in the AFC Championship. Yeah, they
2: won the Super Bowl.
0: I get that. We're scoring 13 yeah. points against a team that absolutely choked against them. Still, that's my point. Still guys so to answer the
2: question, no, I don't think it's a good fit. What do you think, Trevor? I think it's the ideal fit for him because it's it, his offensive coordinator is still there. His head coach is still there. The system he knows is, that made him is still there. Uh, the fans that are entrenched in and own hundreds of – Jerseys, uh, thousands of jerseys of Tom Brady. I mean, it, it makes too much sense for him to stay to run it back. And, and you know, he won the ring. He won a ring two years ago. There, it's not like it, they can't make a couple moves and be right back. At, and, and, and if Josh Gordon was healthy this year and, and stuck around and actually played some football, – am not saying that since 2013. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> hypothetically, if he was actually still yeah. uh, a, a legitimate piece, because when he's on the field, he's a damn
1: elite player. The guy is, has all so, the intangibles. So, so New England's a good. A good I, player. Yes, I okay. think that, obviously that's why I have him still. Okay. What, do
2: you, what do you think,
1: Darren? You know, it's fine. I'll split down the middle because generally, as as a, as what uh, Trevor talked about, yeah, it, it's a good fit in theory. The problem yeah. is, it's not a good fit this upcoming season, based off of what I saw in 2019. Thank the you. The thing is, it don't make any moves. It, it, yeah. Well. There's really no moves to make to bring someone in. It's still I a mean, good defense. They can just tweak well, the line. But Van Noy
0: will be gone next season.
1: Possibly. But, they, but they, you know, but, but look, there's no Rob Gronkowski walking. For sure. There because that was obviously a free agent. They could pick up Hunter Henry. He's a legitimate you know, know. all the time. But, but, but here's the thing. The Patriots aren't known. For paying or bringing a no big free agents in, you know, look, you—they know, had the one year with with, with Darrell Reeves. They signed him two years. But Antonio Brown. We get, <laughs> well, Antonio Brown messed up, and that's the sure. best If you knew Antonio Brown was going to be able to come back to New England, well, we saw we week yeah. the first you week know, with him in Miami. He was balling know, out. Yeah, yeah. So had he had he been able to had he been able to stay had he been able to stay out of trouble, stay off of uh, off of Twitter or whatever or Instagram, perhaps. You know they would have gotten an AFC Championship game, or even go to Super Bowl. That's and why it. I think a Stephon Diggs would be a good signing. He's kind of an AB light type of player. A really good yeah, runner. Look, As as much as I hate AB and I hate him, <laughs> there's not too many players that look. No, if you no. if, if, if if you're for some for, for Tom Brady someone like AB in New England, you're not going to get Tyreek Hill, but but you mm-hmm. but you got to get a Hulu or Jones. You, you yeah. got to get a DeAndre High. Yeah. You got to have someone like agree, that AJ, but you know coming but he's coming off he, sure. a off a hard injury. If if he was That'd be a perfect guy for for Brady though. Tall, if he were healthy, deep it, threat, red zone guy. If he were healthy, right. but the problem is coming off of that for ACL, sure. so I can't so, I can't go there. So you think the Patriots are a bad fit, actually? Yeah, no, no, so that's what I said. I'm saying yeah, yeah. it any of would be a good yeah, fit, yeah. but base offense play this year, it's about you now. Where, where 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 would he there's rumors that wherever he goes, even if it's back to Las Vegas, Antonio they have to bring Antonio Brown with him because again, mm-hmm. depend depending on look, you have to have everything unless you got a huge salary cap like uh, the Indianapolis Colts. But whether or not you know, but there, there's a lot of things at play, the environment, the city. He could go play anywhere because he's Tom freaking Brady. However, you know, you have to. He has had some assurances like. The uh uh the Broncos when they got when they got paid men, they turned the offense over to him. Like they let him roll with it. You know, I, I think the first year, first year he won, I think he won MVP, but they didn't get the Super Bowl second year. They made it, got blown out, realized, oh, we gotta get a fucking defense. The next year they got the defense, and that you know, we saw how that turned out. Right. So you know, if I'm Tom Brady, look, I, I like the Chargers, so to speak. You know, what I mean they, they do they do got a great defense. And look, I'm not gonna lie. I like him even with the Raiders because John Gruden is gonna know what look, well, he, he's gonna know what to do with Tom Brady because he's going to fit that, just like he fit the office, gonna fit the offense around Antonio Brown, he's gonna fit that offense around him. Now, the question is going to be whether or not if you know, because they're gonna offer him a, a big contract, two years, sixty, seventy million dollars. Tom's gonna to be like, I'll come. But we gotta we we, we gotta get this, this marriage fixed between you all and Antonio Brown. The thing is with Antonio Brown. He probably just didn't have faith in Derek Carr, but he knows what Tom Brady can do. Yeah, and so look, he's he's not going back. He's not going back to the Steelers. If Tom if Tom Brady can bring, uh, I think Tom's saying, if, if if I can bring Antonio Brown with me, you know, money's not going to be in So no to the Patriots.
0: No so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's let's do more of like a rapid fire with these uh, Eddie. Let's uh let's do the, the the good fit or bad fit. So who's next on the list? Uh, Raiders. I think it's a bad fit. I, I don't think it's a good fit because they don't have the team. I think they can win. I just don't
2: think they have the – I think it's a bad game. fit if you want to win, yeah, but it's a great fit if you're trying to get that bag and finally get paid the, the amount that you've been deserving your whole entire career that you've taken pay cuts for. It can make up for all that. But if you're trying to win, I mean, good luck going against uh, Patrick Mahomes two times a year. But
1: I think it's a good fit simply because, look, again, they have – they really do have a good offensive line, but I think it's a top three offensive it's line. It's so defense. So. He's not – But well, his the thing, their defense – has a year, because cause they're fairly young. They got a year under the John Gruden system. They're going to be better because it, 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 it's hard. If, if you're John Gruden, it's hard for your team to be bad two, three years in a row. So with them going there, and then they still have money, uh, you got you got that rookie, uh, 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 Abrams, yes, that is going to come game. back That. As long as, as long as he keeps his keeps his ass on the field, and not get hurt, right. he is going to help improve that defense. And it's not just him, but you know. But now look, I never would have given away Khalil Mack, but you got so much him. Plus, uh, if I remember correctly, I think they got a couple of first round draft picks they? they got so, two right. first round. So picks. I, you know, so uh,
2: go defensive. It, it, look, yeah.
1: it's a better fit with the Raiders because of what they can put around them and 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 the the experience that they have with the year under John Gruden. Uh, with Derek Carr and the you know, players that they got. Because, you know, look, he's got a running game. you got the rookie, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs Josh. And you, so, so, so you got to – and, look, their receivers, look, they're not star receivers, but they're not bad either. Right. And so and, – and, so, and, 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 and Waller. And if you can't get Wallers. Antonio Brown back, you got, or, or the, if they
2: get Stephon Diggs,
1: or, or Stephon Diggs, yeah. right? So you know they so, have a ton of money to play with. Yeah, so, so yeah, because of that, because of that, look, you can do something. So
2: I I just love the marriage of Stephon Diggs with with, with Tom Brady because he's, he's really good with those good technical route runners. That's yeah. why I thought put him with that silver and button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good right. for
4: sure. So next we got
0: good fit bat fit Chargers. I actually think this is an awesome fit. I think that team is loaded with talent. I know that they have injury problems, but it's in L.A. where I think his family wants to live. I think that uh, Anthony Lynn is an underrated head coach, um, it obviously still is in the AFC West, so you're going to have to have the Mahomes factor to factor in. Right. But I think with all the talent on both sides of Derwin James in that defense, with the Keenan Allen, and, and, and I think they're going to keep at least one of those running backs in Eckler or Melvin Gordon, you, you got yourself one of the most talented rosters in the NFL around, Brady. I, that was the pick that I had from the very beginning. You guys remember I said mm-hmm. I think it is going to be the Chargers that ultimately get him. It will shock the nation because they're not a marketable team yet, but I think he could be the guy that puts them on the map. It makes
2: a lot of sense for him to choose to go there. Obviously, it's it's L.A. You've got a great defense already backing you. When they're healthy, they have an absolutely great defense at all facets, all positions of the field. One of the best up-and-coming safeties in the game in Derwin James. Uh, and then, obviously, Bosa coming off the edge is, when he's healthy he's one of the best in the game at that position as well. Um, and then, obviously, Melvin, Melvin Ingram. So that defense is already ready to be championship as far as d- divisional – round ready that's a great defense there uh, and they've also we've also seen that defense get mahomes fit so if you got a better smarter uh quarterback at the helm not throwing picks after picks after picks you know like philip rivers was you know maybe they have that gives them a the better chance to win as far as him that's a good fit for me as far as offensive talent on that team and the defensive talent on that team backing him up that's what for me that's what made the raiders a bad fit was just the lack of defensive talent the chargers do have that so for me it's a great fit
1: Yep. It's a good fit uh, for what we, you know, just discussed. again. I don't know who the running back is going to be, whether or not True. they, you know, they sign them both. Should they can hold on? To Eckler.
2: Eckler's a stud. Yeah,
1: um, defensively. Look, they. <laughs> the reason why they not they didn't go twelve or four was because of the quarterback. Right. So I'll be honest right. with you. He lost if him. he if, if Brady were to go there, the, he he would instantly make them an AFC West uh, favorite as well as a Super Bowl favorite coming yeah. out the West. And so I don't. I would not look at that uh, decision uh, and just brush it off because he had, look, for him, he ain't scared of Patrick Mahomes on his defense because he's, you know, he's faced him enough. Uh, but if you surround him with better, with better talent, mm-hmm. and then again, I think, I think they have some money to play with uh, with the salary cap. Well, yeah, you well.
2: Julian Edelman to Keenan Allen. Yeah. You know, so you, you and you know, Mike you Williams, know, a big-ass
1: great. receiver, 6-4-7. Six 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 receiver, yeah, so yeah, I mean yeah. it now, you know, but you got, you look. And a good O-line. Go Got to find him a tight end. You right. know? And so because uh, uh, a- Hunter, Hunter Henry I think's gone. He, he's, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's going to get paid somewhere else. So I, look, I, I don't. It's not a bad fit. So mm-hmm. it's a coast too, man. All yeah. right, cool, cool.
4: It's so a good fit on everybody. Huh? Uh good next good. we
0: got uh, Titans. See, this is—I think this is a really good fit too. Just because there's so many things. Why Mike Vrabel, being his coach, being his former teammate, is going to allow him to run the offense where Vrabel runs the defense. His focus is on that side. They have good budding young studs at wide receiver. They have a good. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry. I call him Derrick John Henry because the dude's a mythical creature. He just he's just a freak of nature. You have him at least for another couple seasons, still in his prime. An awesome offensive line. Yes, obviously. Yeah, and I think Brady wouldn't come there unless they did sign Derrick Henry back. And and again, they have an awesome offensive line. A good defense. I would say just slightly above average defense. I think that's a really good fit outside of the Chargers. That's probably the best fit.
2: I uh, I think it's a decent fit, but I don't think they I don't think they plan on moving on from Tannehill because I think his mobility is what made his mobility is what made that offense offense uh, click because it, the option uh, Brady's not going to be able to run the option with his with his no, legs like Tannehill can and Tannehill obviously showed and, and, and beat us, with his legs and won big games with his legs. I think Tannehill's the better fit right now for them athletically. It still makes, it still yeah. is a good fit for Brady.
0: I just have a hard time believing the Titans will pass on Tom Brady to keep with. Lang. I'm not you know, saying yeah, yeah. who's I'm averaging, not... averaging 80 passing yards a game in the playoffs
2: for sure. But I mean, like. I just think Hill's athleticism is what makes him the better fit there that's right fair, now. That's fair. With, with the running game. Same with the have.
0: Niners. Like, the Niners wouldn't go with Brady because like, Jimmy G fits their system better. I, just, I get what but you're that's saying. That's a different type of running game, saying. though. I know, but I get what you're saying. Is it's that actually Brady
2: better in, 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 in the Niners. And because it's, 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 it's and a, there's well, a lot also, of bootlegs a, and stuff, though, that Jimmy G does. It's his own blocking scheme, so you've got a Deacon and Duncan. Yes.
1: But, what do you think? I will say this. So, I, you know. There's a lot of places where he fits. Yeah. For sure. I don't want to make sure yeah. like I hear yeah, yeah, you know. Um, here's the thing. If, if you're in the AFC, Tom Brady, you know, if you look for the we're talking about, bringing your Tom Brady in is going to be a good fit because, you know, regardless of where he's at or where he goes to, because you got to remember, you're competing against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you look, the, the Titans saw that with, with, uh, with Tannehill against Patrick Mahomes. That's not enough to get you mm. to get you over the hump, so For sure. you know. So Brady coming in brings you instant credibility. Where okay, I got this guy who's got six shifts to this guy's one. If we go, you know, if we go there, or they they come here, I have a better chance. You know, so whether it's Oakland, because Oakland will become, I believe, playoff playoff uh, uh, credible right away. Any team Brady goes to will, you know, because you're going to surround them with stuff that's going to be just no. Well, the Titans way. got two good uh, offensive weapons that are up and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, the receiver, and A.J. Yeah. Smith, the tight end, they're both athletic freaks. And so, so because of that, you know, I believe it's also a good fit. And just, you know, look at the end of the day, you're coaching against Andy Reid and Patrick. You're not really yeah. coaching, against, you're, you're coaching against this offense because you're going to have to score points. That's what it's going to take. It's not going to be a matter of shutting Mahomes down because you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just can't. Unless he's injured, you can't do that. So right. you have to be able to put points on the board. Brady can do that. Again, Brady didn't have any weapons just, you know. After, after, after you got rid of uh, Antonio Brown and because Joe Edmund was his only weapon. So you could double team him and nobody else could really, could really do anything. And Rob Gronkowski is not coming back. Yeah, exactly. So a good fit in Tennessee. Yeah, well, he, he's a good – the problem is he's a good fit wherever he goes because he's yeah. only going to go to places that's going to fit yeah, fair, fair Strip.
4: All right, right, cool, cool. Uh, Lastly, we have the Cowboys. See, (laughs) this is the most pie in the
0: sky scenario for Tom Brady. It's not, it's not, (laughs) I'm not saying it couldn't happen. And in all totality, it'd actually make the most sense of all the moves because it's going to the NFC. You have an star. That, that roster is insanely good. Mike McCarthy would let, let that offense run through Tom Brady the way he would want it to. Uh, Jerry Jones is the perfect owner in my opinion, for Tom Brady because he can handle superstar talents. He knows how to basically give those guys their platform. He's super loyal to, to two-star players and, quite frankly, will give them whatever they want. And... Let's be real here for a second. Whether Tom Brady's better than Dak Prescott now, which he's not, to Darren Smith's point, there is a certain credibility that Tom would bring to the Cowboys they have not had in 20-plus years at the quarterback position. So I do think that with Zeke Elliott, with the other, I do believe they're going to figure out a way to hopefully keep Amari Cooper for their own sake. If, Maybe. Not, dra- and if not draft the top tier quarter- uh, rank- yeah. wide receiver uh, with that defense already stacked up the way that they are, man, I, I think that would be one hell of a team <sighs> for Tom Brady. So I'm going to say it's a really good fit.
2: I still don't think that's a, a Super Bowl-ready roster, even with Tom Brady. I just don't. I-, I just don't. I don't believe in that defense. Sean Lee's gone. A lot of the pieces can't stay healthy. Amari Cooper, for one, is always hurt. Even if they do sign him and keep him around, he's he's always got hamstring and soft tissue issues, and he has dropsies issues as well. He's not a reliable – I mean, he's very good with the balls in his hands, but he's got to catch it first. He's got stone hands. He's always – he's led the league in drops, I think, the last three seasons. I just – that one, to me, just is kind of outlandish – to me, just, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it makes more sense for, for them to build upon Dak, whether they're going to pay him what Dak wants or not. I think Dak's a, a – I mean, the dude just threw for almost 5,000 yards this past season, and he fits, and he, and he, and he clicks well with, with Zeke Elliott, and I think those two guys together are are a better duo than I think Tom Brady would be with with the Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott. So, like I said, I just don't think the roster's ready for Tom Brady to go in there so and, good for and, and be fit. the next uh, bad fit for me.
1: Okay. I would say it's a good fit only because <laughs> – I mean, look. I'm with you with with, with Amari Cooper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get I, I won't sign him. I just signed AJ Green, bring him down there. So uh you know all right. the, first of all, you're gonna be because the GOAT of goats are right now, if Brady goes there, the other players are going to want to step their game up because they're playing with Tom Brady. I mean bad and, pressure and,
2: you might not need though.
1: Well, but look. To your roster. That, I mean, shit, how, how is she going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, you know, if. I just if, don't know if Mike and, McCarthy's
2: the answer. That's the thing.
1: Like, Well, I, there's not one coach to, to win Super Bowls, dude. I, sold he, him, he, he, I wouldn't sell him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Well, look, I wouldn't sell him being a coach. I, I, I would have gave it to, to the college a terrible guy. hire. I would have gave mind. it to the guy from Ohio State that's on yeah. FS1. Right. That's why I would, because yeah. they've won Super Bowls with college coaches. For sure. So, and plus, he's won three national titles. I, I would have trusted him to win. A Super with them, but to be but going back to that, I, look, uh, you know, now you have probably the best offensive line down there. well I think the, the Colts would have been a good fit as well, well. elite running game, uh, for sure. yeah, yeah. But you, but yeah, you got Dak Prescott, you got you got you got offensive line that needs to reestablish their dominance. Uh, you know, again, the wide receiver. Nah, I think they had a cloud. tight end. Yeah, you know, I think they got a tight end that, that's much better. That would be better than Jason Witten if he did not come back. Right, uh, and the defense should be much better and healthy this this upcoming season. Now, I am not now, but I I, I can see the flip side of it being a bad fit because I'm not I'm not too trusting in Mike McCarthy or Killer Moore's play calling, right. so to speak. You know, because when 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 Peyton, or when Peyton was in was in Denver, shit, he was calling the plays. Which again is, is fascinating. He got
0: Adam Gase a head coaching job. Yeah, it's yeah, just fascinating by like, well. yeah. you know,
1: just just how just how smart Peyton is when it comes to that. Uh look. I would like him if he was going to NFC. I could see a scenario where he goes to where he goes to the 49ers. They just because oh, they can get out of the, because see they can get out of the contract irony everything. in that shit. <laughs> well, so yeah, so they can get out of the contract yeah, with yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. Jimmy just goes back to New England oh, and geez. then he, you know and, I mean I, I baby, hope that happens. It'll be
0: true. You know, so <laughs> it, it won't happen. I just, I just, be, that would be to watch the world
1: go on fire. That'd be amazing be be No, because, because look, I mean, how often do you see? And I think it's only. I think it only happened once. With, shit. What I think only <laughs> really happened once between Buffalo and Dallas. We have like the rematch in the Super Bowl. Brady goes to the 49ers. I can see that That's happening. a good fit
2: for me for sure.
1: I'm with that. <laughs> and, 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 battle, and it kind of clears the way for the Chiefs. Because now you always really have to worry about Deshaun Watson and, and Lamar hey, Jackson. Yeah. To get your suit. Uh, either way, either way I, I, I'm, strongly, I'm strongly
0: on the side. I do not believe that, that Tom will be playing New England next season. I really don't see that happening. I think there's just I think there's the most many, likely. There's too many options. And quite frankly, I think he's motivated to prove that I can win without Belichick. Yeah, at 43. I'm not saying he's going yeah, at to. Yeah, 43, I'm going to prove I'm, myself. I'm, yeah, not, not, saying, I'm not saying that Tom Brady's going to win. I'm saying that he still has that itch to prove
1: had he he a 41 right. year old Tom Brady did knock off MVP Pat Mahomes. Yeah.
0: There were so factors I involved that didn't have anything to do with Tom Brady he actually that. had a horrible right, game. Right, but I, 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 I was, Tom, Tom played like ass in that game. We all know he did. He had three turnovers in that game.
1: So he knows if he, well, knows, if well, I if mean, he that's knows Bob Sutton's defense and i to guard the
0: middle of the field. Well, if he well, like, knows if they they can, Brady's if from? If he knows he can play like
2: ass and win a Super Bowl with that franchise, why are you leaving? That's all I'm saying. Because, because you, you know you can build upon that and be well, 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 a little better well, ass. Well, I don't, I don't, they
1: got well, their ass handed well, to them to Ryan Tannehill. Well, he still Rob Gronkowski. He didn't have Rob Gronkowski. Exactly. exactly. Uh, hey, go get a tight end. That, I mean, they, they,
0: they, he just said though. Darren just said they're not a team that goes out and gets big time free. Agents. Okay,
2: but if you wanted to win a Super Bowl and they could take another chance just to keep Tom Brady there, you make that. Move. Why would the Why would the Patriots hamstring their future to afford? Well, that's exactly what they Brady. That's the whole exactly. I, okay, I'm with you then. on that. You I'm with you on that. But it really comes down to Brady's decision because.
1: We all know Cause, Kraft, cause Kraft, Kim and Kraft's bromance is inseparable. He doesn't about a Bob decision. Exactly. You yeah. know, because you know, that day, if, 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 if Bob Kraft wanted him, we wouldn't be in the situation. Right. One, one day would have given him a longer extension and more money last year. When Adam chapter
0: called that a year yeah. ago when he yeah. said they're saying there's no extension. He's selling his house. Yeah. So is his trainer. Like, there's there are things adding up. Yeah. And He's now we're seeing why. Paper trial, He's not yeah. going back to New England. I'm telling you right now. So we're going to go right to the Monday Mailbag. Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, eighties and nineties pop culture, and the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand-printed in Kansas City, using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them. We are Wasteland Society on Instagram. Mail time.
3: Mail time.
4: Mail time. The mail's here.
0: It is time for the Monday mailbag. Eddie, let's not waste any of these people's time. Right. Let's get right to it, man. What, what, what are people wanting to talk about this week on the Monday mailbag? This first question comes from Michael
4: Hernandez. I actually like the question. I actually want to hear your answers. Uh, what do you guys think of the XFL and their rules?
0: I actually love. I, we talk about transparency. I talked about Brett Veach's transparency and how much I appreciate it. I, I love what the XFL is bringing, not only to their league, but I think to the NFL. I think the NFL is going to really be paying attention to some of this stuff. I don't think that they're going to adapt to having on you know sideline interviews with yeah, the yeah. coaches after a bad play or a great yeah. play. I don't when think that's get, ever going to. What happen. do you think yeah. of coach on that shitty call? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, that what? player got rocked too. Like, yeah. so how do you feel? Yeah, exactly. I feel like <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. scrambled eggs. You know, like no. I don't think some of that stuff's <laughs> going to be adapted. I do believe, though, however, and this is something I really would like to see at the NFL level, mm. is more transparency on the officiating side. Mm. I love what they're doing when they, they're talking. You can literally hear the walking talk on the communication. Yes. yes, I like that stuff. As that, we're, we're literally and sitting car, here... Because like, dude, I see two steps, but yeah. I don't see the third. I don't know what the are Mic'd up reps. I all like times. it because to me, the, be, you know, we, we, we sit here in this limbo, twisting in the wind, not knowing what is being discussed. discussed. We see their mouths moving and yeah. the headsets on. We don't know what's being said. If we can hear that stuff, that makes it all the more better. Because we, we can sit here and go, "What the fuck are you fuck talking about?" No, 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 no. Really, you we know, like. We can sit here and just yell back and forth at the team, but at the same it time, it builds more at interest. At the same time fans can be like, okay, I can see whatever. Yes. More interactive. Good yeah, point, yes. Things like that, yes. yes. So I, I, I think that the I, – yeah, I, I all, love yeah. It. The, yeah. the XFL has not really done a lot wrong. I mean, obviously the, the difference in talent is there. They're not as great in the NFL, and that's obvious. But yeah. the, these games have been fun, and the rules yeah. are awesome, and I really – I enjoy it. I think it's a really good thing. I think
4: they've done it right. I'm, I'm just going to add some the one I really like the most is the kickoff.
2: Yep. Yeah. I was going to touch on that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know too much, too much about the rules, all of them, as far as throughout the entirety of the game and and the interaction between the coaches and sidelines and all that stuff. That's a little too much for me, but I do like, like you said, the kickoff where all the players have to wait until the ball is actually touched or is in play. I love that. That is pretty cool. Um, and I love, I love the, the the extra point situation, too, with yes. the, the different Those options. The different options that you have to score, what, one, one two, or two three? three. Yeah. That's dope. I like that mm-hmm. the whole idea, the premise of that. And I think it makes, for obviously, for a better fan experience and just more of a fun, interactive game and interesting to see the coaching strategies and you know what's more efficient to go for one or, to, or just to go for three every single time. Uh, that's why, I mean, we even started seeing teams like, I remember when the Steelers were trying to go for two every single time a couple of years ago. That was cool to see that aggressiveness. I think that would just... I mean, it's all about adaptation. The teams adapting, coaches adapting, changing your style. Um, but in, anything to, to improve the and up the league a little bit, because we, if anything, we know the NFL has been so no fun, you know. And they've been taking a lot of the. They've been adding rules, implementing new rules to take fun out of the game. With like a couple years ago, when they took they the, the celebrations and all that bullshit, obviously they got rid of that quick. His fans were pissed the fuck off. Players were pissed the fuck off. Yeah. So. Obviously, that that went out the window quick. So yeah, implementing some of those new rules, like the special team stuff and the, the, the extra points, I, I'm all for that. That would just make for a better fun, uh, fan experience, and I think the players would actually enjoy that. It makes it more interesting for
1: sure. Uh, everything he said, I, I agree with him. I like yeah. the XFL. You know, I've always liked Vince McMahon, so I support the stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I I would I would like for the NFL to get out the high horse and. Look, if there's something that makes sense, which the kickoff thing does, as well as the excitement of the one, two, three extra point. Right, I, I think that that would make competition even better in the NFL if you were to implement if nothing else, that one, two, three, because, you know, that's where the coaching stuff goes into play. So instead of you being up by, you know, 14 to nothing, you can be up 18 and oh, oh, yeah. like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now <that laughs> i got three touchdown, you know, so to get back in the ball game. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, something like that would just be, Imagine know, Pat Mahomes going for three every time. <laughs> oh, he's, out. he's already just stuff current. He's
2: already stuff current. He might as well go for three, you know hey, what I'm Shoot the three, bro, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that opens up more roles for other players too. To have like yeah, specific roles for those specific players too It would be cool yeah. for special teamer players. Good, good question, Michael. Uh, really we appreciate it, man. I
4: really like that question.
2: Yep.
4: All right. So uh, next we have Donnie Couch. Uh, got uh, he has two questions. First one is, Hey Lance, what are your uh, what are you guys? Hey Donnie, <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on Snacks Harrison's possibility mm-hmm. coming to KC to play under Spax again?
0: I mean, I want to see. Look, I'm not trying to disregard the question. I, I, I'm i not focused on anybody on the outside looking in yet until we know what they're doing with Chris Jones. I think if Chris Jones gets signed here, I don't think Snacks Harris is really – I don't think there's really much to it. I mean, it makes sense. You always want to tie a player to a former defensive coordinator, a former coach they played for, and it would make sense in totality. I just don't – I'm not really focused on that yet. I mean, I would be open to it if in fact like i said chris jones is not a possibility anymore and i think that they're going to have to start fulfilling that role snacksarius is a good player i'd like to see him in kansas city on you know just just looking at it from the from an open perspective but i'm not really focused on that right now yeah
2: i mean bringing back a connection between the coach and player the chemistry would be cool to have back but i mean i don't think it's necessary for him to be for him to be the guy cuz i think we're going to have our options open especially if chris jones isn't back uh, i think there's going to be so many people you know chomping at the bit to come play for this team and to want to fulfill that Chris Jones role and show that they can be that guy as well. Obviously they're not going to be Chris Jones uh, as far as production, but I think there's going to be a lot of guys at that position to want to come and play for this defense. Uh, and I think Mike Pennell is still a solid player at that position. If we can keep him around, that's a solid guy to have it as a rotational piece, but snacks is an aging guy. He's dealt, he's dealt with injuries. Um, but yeah, the, the, the chemistry obviously with Spags is cool, but I, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen in my opinion.
1: i would be outside, You know, I'm for it, but again, you got to just got doing this totality. Chris Jones first, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's really just going to be a matter of how much, how much, how low will he play for? Right. Because, look, I mean, Terrell Suggs played played under, uh, played under SPACs as well. Mm -hmm. And you got him, you got him just for like, what, five, four or five games, you know. So um, if Snacks were available, even with Chris Jones MVP or whatever, uh, you know. I mean, if he if he, if he's willing to play for less than market value for because he got cut, I think uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, with, with, with with New Detroit. York so, or yeah. Detroit. Yep. So yeah, I mean, if he you know look if he's if he's willing to pay for play for less, I mean you know look you you can always spot you know Chris Jones is out for a game whatever I mean you know yeah if we're we always, keep always, keep always Penel, out for now yeah. yeah so yeah, for sure I don't I don't have a problem with it I mean he's not he's not my first priority and so right. once you take care of Chris Jones and you, and you figure out. The Sandy Rock and stuff. Now you can. Now you got some places to maneuver, and if so, if I'm, uh, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem coming here. If he just, but he's not going. He's not going to make a lot of money. All right.
4: Good question, Donnie. Uh, so his second question is, because I even said, I also have another
2: question. Oh, also two for okay.
4: Uh, so he said, do you think that the Chiefs' defense next year could take another big step, such as the 2007 Colts?
0: Absolutely. I absolutely believe this defense could even be better than what it was this season. I know that there's a there's a certain momentum that goes along with the team playing the way they did because there was a lot of ba- our backs are against the wall. You know, there's a lot of that in, that factored in. But the, something Chris Jones said on Colin Cowherd's show this week was, you noticed that we only had small portions in time this season where they were healthy, Right. and once they were, you saw how great this defense was. Plus, you're going to get another full season of Juan Thornhill. Right. I don't think people understand just how valuable he is to this defense.
2: He's on track to be ready for the yes. season.
0: Yes, Spagnuolo's going to have another season, another off season with this defense. I mean, we forget this was his first season with the Chiefs. Right, like another season with this
1: entire staff back. The majority of this defense will be back. Well, for- I good, to answer, good. but the problem is you forget how many free agents. Yeah, true. The defense side. So if a lot of them go, you got to replace it, which means they got to learn that system and be able to gel. That's what the training camp ourselves so is going to take
0: to that point. To that point, because yeah. you're. correct. There's a lot of free agents primarily on the defensive side. At the same time, you could also flip that and say that Spags can now go get his guys, mm-hmm. guys that
1: most of Warriors guys besides uh, besides Chris Jones, get Patrick Peterson,
0: Higgins. No, my point though is, is that you have guys like Daniel Sorensen who are playing significant roles, mm-hmm. and you got to give Dan, Dirty Dan his credit,
2: absolutely. Totally.
0: But, at, but at the same time, let's be real here for a second. Made huge plays, man. He, he's not exactly top tier uh-huh. in what he does. Spagnolo can go get a younger, more athletic guy that he can mend and mold into something just like that if. If not better oh, as far as
2: superior talent. Yeah, exactly. There, that, there's that some interior kind of guy. Though. There's
0: some interior pieces that they can finagle with as well. And I, I, I just to answer the question as, as thoroughly as I possibly can, I do believe that this defense can, and I do believe ultimately will be at least just as good as it was in the in the ending part of the 2019 season. I, I, I got. I want yeah, to jump in
1: my question. I think you said 2007 Colts. Yeah, that's what he said. So doing. you got to refresh me What the hell was with the Colts? So that, that defense
0: means. is when Bob Sanders finally got healthy. Mm -hmm. And when he finally got healthy, they won the Super
2: Bowl. When Peyton Manning finally got a legitimate defense. They
0: had the 32nd worst defense and rush defense that season. And then they beat the shit out of the Chiefs in the playoffs, then beat the Patriots,
1: and then went on to beat the Bears. So my question is to you, is he saying that is this team going to be that team next season? Or is it going to take that big step? Shit, yeah, they don't need. Do I mean, they, then, what are supposed to do? They yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think the Chiefs have a top yeah, ten
2: yeah. defense. Well, it's, like, I, it's uh, a slightly yeah, different uh, scenario, but I, I do, I do think, like you said, this is another offseason to, to even to get that molded even more as a group, especially if Chris Jones is yeah. a part of that group. I definitely don't see them worse. Is what I'm saying. No, yeah, no. And, only and, only moving
1: upward from there. And, 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 and here's the thing: it's hard. Look, the Patriots and the, the Patriots and the Forty somehow they were able to do it. And uh, uh, most soon, when you can have a top five offense and defense, mm-hmm. the problem is that is that you know be, because of how the defense, how fast defense is is going to be real hard to kind of have a top five defense with that because the thing is the you know the, the team is built to score a point, right? So they, they're also built to come back from behind, so the defense is should never really be in a situation. Where you know whether whether like a two thousand Ravens or two two thousand two. Well, they have to team. win the game. Yeah, yeah. so I, you know because it, it, it's more so you just don't want them to give up big big plays or low. Well, and like they be on the plays. field a
2: lot too because we'll be scoring pretty quickly. That's kind of how we score. Yeah, we're a so big play offense.
1: It's uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I think all arrows probably, point all arrows yeah, point
2: to two progression. Yes, like obviously. So.
1: Good, good second question,
4: Donnie. Yeah. All right. So, next question comes from uh, Shaggy, aka
2: uh, our guy Shaggy. Shaggy. That's
4: Darren's guy too. What's up? We, What's we up, know that Shaggy? Shaggy. We have to do the AK for his real name. Change <laughs> Shag Diesel. <laughs> Shag Diesel,
2: baby. Uh, Shag Diesel.
4: So, man. his question is: his like he says not to get political, but he does. No oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders said at his rally last Saturday in Houston that when he becomes president next January, on the first day of his presidency that he will legalize marijuana in all 50 states. Now with, that, now, with that said, is that what is it is going to take to take away the stigma of these athletes in all sports getting busted from marijuana while they are in
0: their spare time? There's still so much more that has to happen. Even mm-hmm. if even if the NFL was to loosen up, which I do believe is going to happen very soon, even if they were to loosen up on on the, on the entire stigma of marijuana – I don't believe that that's going to be something that's going to change everything. I do think that there's still going to be uh, implications that they're still going to try to get players on with it when it comes to that. I don't know what they are. Don't don't quote me on that yet. I do think that there's still a long way to go with that entire part part of. It, regardless of who you know becomes president or stays as president, I'm not going to get into all that. Um, if, if that's something that Bernie Sanders is promising, that's fine. That's going to be a whole other topic to dis- discuss. That's more on the political side, which again we will not touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the sports side of things, like I said, it, it, you're talking about 32 mm-hmm. independent owners and they all come to an agreement. There's still going to be years and years of process. Like we talk about the CBA and how all these things talk. We talked about this last week about, you know, this is, I, in my opinion, the reason I support certain aspects of the new CBA and some of the things about extending the season and extending the playoffs mm-hmm. is because the NFLPA also gets leverage with that. So, if they were to say, you know what, we're going to loosen up on this, but we're still going to be holding on to this tightly, the NFLPA can start to use that as leverage. So, I don't think that it's going to be something that changes overnight, and I don't think it's going to be something that happens in this current CBA, but the next CBA, absolutely. I do believe we are moving towards that progressive state of mind as a league, not just as a society, but as a league in particular, which is what I feel comfortable touching
2: on. Yeah, I mean, just to get the political and judicial side out of it real quick, I mean, if uh, pot's going to be legal, in the NFL, and it's start eventually going to be legal in the entire country. First of all, we need to get all the people out of the prison systems that are in, that are locked up and incarcerated for those reasons. Um, they don't deserve to be serving that time. I'll just get that out of the way real quick. Um, but as far as the NFL goes, they need to start taking a page out of the NBA. I mean, in the NBA, you got you got to really, really be on that on that good stuff heavy to even get tested for it, and even get you know booted for it or, or suspended for it or whatever. That the, the, the way Adam Silver has gone about it is is great. Um, he's very lenient on it. He's understandable. He's understanding that it's it's a form of medicine. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense for athletes to win a championship in any sport and celebrate it by open, openly getting drunk, publicly getting drunk, as we saw in the parade, which is fine, too. But you want to talk about the the, the brain chemistry that alcohol does to you compared to, <laughs> to what pot does to you? I mean, it's going to make you nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. alcohol, alcohol makes you make bad decisions and look foolish. So obviously, like Travis Cush can't even stand up straight when he was giving a speech. I mean, pot would have just made him... You know, smile well, a little imagine, bit more.
0: Imagine the the perception that would have happened. With, you know, the famous pictures of Patrick chugging the beer. Right. Imagine if he was smoking a and, joint, and it's and it's, and it, it, and it's it, it. Be like, "Oh my God, how that's dare a, he?" Yeah, that's a cognitive it. bias in yeah. people's
2: brains, man. There's, there's, it's 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 because it's the, the the roots of it all, man. It's it's based on racism. It's based on all kinds it's, of shit. yeah. That's exactly Absolutely. what it all stemmed from. It's a stigma.
1: I couldn't have said any better than that. I'm just going. I know Shane wants me to ask questions. So, as it relates to Bernie, look, if Bernie does it, shit, I might even try (laughs) it. And I don't do it because it it is illegal. Look, uh, in the the new collective bargaining agreement, um, you know, players can get busted with. It. Obviously, you know, you don't want to get busted with 157 pounds and <laughs> on yeah. uh, You know, but you know, but but if they, but if they call what position, they're not going to get suspended, yeah. according to the new deal. And, and you got a two week window in training camp, I think, that they're, that they test for it. Other than that, you got 52 weeks after you, you can smoke weed, right? Just. Be fucking smart about it. That's the problem. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys are taking it for pain and and and, and anxiety. It's because they like to smoke weed. Well, yeah. sure. but how
0: Chris and right. uh Fred, the other bro- brother, I apologize. Yeah. They both talked about they smoked weed throughout the entire season. They, during, they keep during their games. Game down. Yes, yes yeah, exactly.
1: we're, we're, which is fine. Or yeah. Bill, so, you know, they still smoke that shit because they like it too. Right. So I mean, you just don't smoke. Oh, I'm hurt. No, you smoke. You you were smoking before because <laughs> you like it. Right. You can use it for of purposes depending. Yeah, depending on depend on where you're at.
2: Yeah, I just got a problem with open openly drinking and being that being okay, but not openly you know lightening
0: the up. NFL has literal liquor sponsors. That's yeah, it's-, <laughs> it, it, it,
1: it's backwards logic. <laughs> I, man. Uh, uh, and again, because because the marijuana is rooted, you know the the laws are rooted in racism. Absolutely. That's, you know that's look, Bernie is at least talking about it. If he if he comes in office, they can if by because I think you would have to do it by executive order. where you could kind of decriminalize or something. To the, I think it's just. Some stuff she has to go through Congress and, and the Senate side, but if you right. can do by executive decision, make some stuff happen, I'm all for it. There Absolutely. you go. Well,
2: Thanks for the question, It's Shane. only progressive, man. Thanks for
0: everybody. Uh, uh, into the political. I think I think we tippy-toed around that just fine. I think we. I don't know. I
1: was all political about it. vote, team. Warren. Bernie's my second option. Shit, you don't like it. Don't matter. <laughs> Don't at yeah. me. At me at Darren Smith W. You guys. can text me Monday through Friday. The only thing in Kansas City LA, get getting Monday and Tuesday after sports radio late ten. Fuck that shit. Because I I say it on there too. Because I have and I will. No, I ain't gonna be disrespectful to the president because I still refer to him as such. But I'm just Team D. Team Donkey. That's all.
4: All right. So, next question from uh, none other than uh, Billy Hodge. No, Mister Hodge, I was I was anticipating it. Right. If you were the general manager, how would you approach this offseason? Uh, referring to the Chiefs?
0: I feel like I am going to keep repeating myself, man, but it, it's it, it is the, <laughs> the, the the biggest. It's the elephant in the room. Uh, what are they going to do with Chris Jones? If they if they get that taken care of, they sign him to an extension. Uh, you know, I, I I think that everything else. Darren said it earlier, which is 100% true. They've bought, they bought themselves some time with winning the Super Bowl. they bought themselves some goodwill. So some of the decisions they're going to make this offseason, whether good or bad, they're going to be kind of overlooked. This isn't a type of situation or a decision that can be overlooked. You can't overlook this Chris Jones because it's looming. It's been looming since last offseason. So if I'm, if I'm running the Chiefs, my first action is I extend Chris Jones to a long-term deal. And then I start to figure out what we're going to do with Sammy Watkins. I'd probably cut him. I'd probably cut Sammy Watkins, save the $14 million, and use that in free agency elsewhere. I think that they can go and get... A couple of veterans at key positions, let's say linebacker, offensive line, they could trade uh, LDT and save a few more million dollars, get a cup maybe a couple picks out of him or mid round picks. I those are the types of moves I would definitely trade down in the draft and acquire more yeah. picks. Yeah. I would, it's I would a like deep to see draft. Yes, I would like to see the Chiefs get more a couple more second round, third round picks. Some linebackers and, and start to get some defense. I would actually like to see them get a wide receiver. We're going to talk more about that as the season, That's as deep. the off season goes on. Yeah. But those are the moves I would make. But it all starts with Chris Jones getting that extension. That's my vote.
2: Yeah, I mean... Number one, necessity and priority. Uh, To me, he was... uh, But yeah, I think for me, like, yeah, it all starts from the Chris Jones situation. uh, And it's hard to really guesstimate what we're going to do outside of that. It's hard to guess to me because what moves – because all the moves hinge on the Chris Jones situation. So just like last year, we were talking about the similar situation, all the hinges on what we're going to do with Tyreek, which is why we drafted McColl. You know, what we're going to do as far as moving forward with offensive weapons, that all hinged on Tyreek's availability. Right. So this all hinges now on on the availability of – and reinstatement of Chris Jones. So I – like I'm with you, I fully believe we're going to keep Chris Jones – because it gives us our best opportunity to run it back, uh, but yeah. So any moves after that is honestly not really not really important and non-existent at this point until we know what Chris Jones's availability is. Absolutely.
1: If I'm Brad Veach, um, you know I'm obviously going to address to Chris Jones. Uh, I signed a new deal with Sammy Watkins where he's doing the seven million dollars. You save the fourteen. You're able to scrap up or scrap the uh, Damn and
2: reptilian money.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you, you, yeah so, so you just get, get him to a new contract, but you're just doing it. You're riding that over that seven million dollars because this would be a cap hit if you cut him. So you mm-hmm. may as well pay him seven million and save the fourteen million to do the others. And then I'm going the last shit. I'm going after Kareem Hunt. Fuck it, I'll give him a second round there pick going to be. You know, because again, Damien he will go down sometime throughout the year. It's, yeah. just, it's just a matter of time. But Kareem Hunt, I look, i want to dance with the devil that I know he can get. Man, look, you can't obviously draft somebody, but you know that Kareem with this offense is, yeah. is, is going to make magic. And he is going to want to play and play hard because he's he's going to want to taste trip. that, you yeah, know. Yeah. He's, he's got motivation to play well and to play hard. Uh, you know, if he comes back to camp. Well, imagine
2: City. The, the the entire league's oh shit moment if, if they know Chris Cream Hunt is coming back to the Chiefs. Right. I mean, like you said, he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. Even that video where he's he's, he's getting arrested, he's talking about oh, I should be in the Super Bowl right now. That dude's got so much to prove. Still, we all know the talent that he is. He's just got to
1: mentally prove it. You, <laughs> you can
4: really get Kareem Hunt on the cheap. Oh
1: yeah. no, that's what am saying. Well, cheap. I mean, look, you'll have to give up a, a, a pit you know, because he's a he, he he sure. restricted free agent, but. Get him out of the factory. You you know, but salary-wise, I mean, you don't have to pay exactly. him a whole lot. Of, yeah, you know, I, mean, I look, think he made give, a million dollars this year. Yeah, look, yeah. look, look, look I, I, I'll give him $2.5 I mean, I, I'll give him something. You I'll, know, sh- I'll start a GoFundMe right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can make it an incentive-based contract, exactly, too. Like, exactly. You get a 1,000 yards, you get a million dollars. You, you get do 10 touchdowns. You, get, yes, Absolutely, you right. don't get suspended. You don't have any off-field issues. That's hey, another one your ass is gone, though. Right, you can't mess around.
2: The Chiefs have all the leverage in the world
0: in that situation
1: and you're oh, getting a 24-year-old stud running back. No doubt. Oh, and the one thing I would also do, I'd sign that guy, Darren Smith, to, you know, my P.I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I will do by a brand yeah. if, You know, If he's smart. There you go. Yeah, you got it. Be <laughs> Adam, somewhere.
4: he didn't say don't at me. He yeah. said at me with those dollar signs. All right. Thank you, Billy. Last question comes from Ruben Martinez.
0: Yeah, all right. Our guy,
4: Ruben. His question is, is Pat going to need surgery on his knee for the dislocation he suffered this season, or no? No, he's
0: not going to need surgery. Uh, could he end up choosing to get surgery? Yes, he could. Uh, it's not a pressing matter at this point because of the way that they took care of it as quickly as they did. There was no long term effects and that had that he has on his knee. So there was no fractures. There was, there was no all, fractures. So. It was all ligament, and, and again, there was no long term. ligament. Yeah, it, it, it was the, really he, just he was just light two issues. weeks. He was out yeah. two weeks. So the, yeah, they said it was optional. That if he chooses to go that route, that's fine because it could clean some things up. But honestly, like I said, it's there's nothing there that needs to be of, of real concern. He's fine.
2: Well, and the fact that we know that. Um, the uh, our staff went out there and immediately put his his kneecap this, right yes. back in place. Yeah, the way huge, they handled it was, that was huge for his his, his improvement immediately. Because he said even even in the interviews, talking about when he was obviously out, he was talking about how he felt he can go right back out there and play. Which I think he could, honestly. Yeah, I thought it would. like I told you. The dude doesn't even need legs. He can go out there on nubs and just be slinging the yeah, shit. Yeah, he
4: did. Said that and he said said oh. he had to set him down. He, like, the dude's out. all arm. He, he doesn't know. even need to be
2: moving with his legs. This shit. I mean, I. But yeah, I just think. Yeah, there's there's no obviously no issues. If there's no surgery needed, then he's gonna be fine, man. Yep.
1: Yeah, what I mean, should he again? I was there when it happened. He should have. I thought he was coming back in the game. I figured he was going to do a Willis Reed and come back in. So, <laughs> uh, you know, unless he, you know, uh, unless he just feels like he needs to have it, I don't see why he would Should He won a Super Bowl, and, you know. And here's the thing: they're not gonna. If you notice, they haven't called any more fourth and fourth and inches for him to do a quarterback sneak.
2: Right, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. which I'm okay with. Yeah. You guys know that. You guys know I'm okay with that. But
1: if they had called him Super Bowl, I would have been okay with it too,
0: for sure. In the Super Bowl, that's I'm okay with it as well. And he took a couple hits in the Super Bowl, quite yeah, frankly, yeah. on the run. Yeah, so I, yeah. and in the Super Bowl, you got to go out. You got to go out. You have five, six months to recover. Get all, t- get all, take all the hits you can. You know that's the way I. He's see just it. got to work on
2: that that bad footwork. You know.
0: uh, he has to work on his slide. I'm not, not going to say he has a
4: pretty bad slide, but he needs
2: to yeah, work. Yeah, for a baseball player, his slide's pretty and, rusty. I'll <laughs> talk to his dad and see what side. I can do. <laughs> yeah, hey, he was backing up with the slide. Yeah, has a, a good-ass good ass hit, 2-2. What does he say? Two? <laughs> he he got lit up. 20, 20, yeah. 2-0. 2-0. That, two two oh. oh. that was a good hit, That was a good-ass hit, That was
0: a good-ass hit. All right. Thanks to everybody who participated in the Monday Mailbag. We appreciate that every single week. Every single Monday, I post that. So we – gladly invite you to raise questions or bring up debates, bring up topics that you guys want us to discuss on the show every single week. But we're going to move on to what's the segment called again? I guess I totally forget. HOLD, hold THIS out. L!
3: It's time
0: to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L! Somebody's got to hold that L. The <laughs> <laughs> who? The her? I'm talking like Caps Lock, L-L-L-L-L-L-L. L-L-Cool J stuff. hold that L. Yeah.
2: Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, oh, <my>. pulsating L. <laughs> man, <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> you ignorant
3: bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold so- this L.
0: This L. It is time to hand out the L's that we look forward to all week long. Let's waste no time whatsoever. Trevor, who is holding the L?
2: Deontay Wilder is holding the L. Woo! Um, Woo! Look, man, I love, I love. That's Darren's friend too, man. I, know, I'm I'm I, I love face. I love the dude. I you love watching you, asshole. Hey, <laughs> hey. sorry, not sorry, bro. Uh, Orton, I just, <laughs> hey, it was, it was, oh, I just want to preface by saying that fight was entertaining. The first fight was better to me in my mind because there was it was back and forth, and either that was obviously a, a better matched match. Um, but this time around, he has got his ass whooped, and and you're gonna and you're gonna go out there and make a statement talking about how. Your forty pound costume, ridiculous costume. You came out looking like a transformer from the Egyptian days or something. Uh, talking about how that that weakened your legs, man. I, I I can't I can't get with it, man. You're you're a trained professional athlete, known to have your legs ready. I mean, being a boxer, legs is everything because that's what keeps you your body moving. That's what is, your endurance is based on is your legs. Um, obviously, the guy is dependent on his his haymaker ability to to never be out of a fight because he can knock anyone out at any time. And he was trying to do that. He kept swinging the, the big haymakers. He just wasn't connecting. After he took that blow to the head, that that bursted his ear a little bit. There, his equilibrium just looked to be off. And then Fury was just getting him with the jabs and then and just rocking his world. And then leaning on him and leaning on him. That two hundred seventy plus pound, six foot seven type dude. That's just. Like, all that yeah. all that shit talk, man, and, and honestly, I was kind of pulling for. It. I wanted to see a really good fight, and it was just it was not a good fight. He's dominated pretty much from the second round on. Um, so yeah, just for you to come out and use that as an excuse and then complain about your 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 crew t- throwing in the towel and your ass was about to get knocked out and embarrassed and, and about to lose some some functions that you'd, you'd want to keep because he was as it would look like he was about to get his ass whooped and knocked out clean. Uh, so I'd rather take the TKO there. Um, So Deontay Wilder, my buddy, my pal, I love watching man. You're fun. You're great. You're great at what you do. Um, But that that was a that was an ass beating, and I don't want to hear any lame excuses like that because this is not good enough. You you prepare for that for for months on end. So Deontay Wilder, my buddy, you're gonna have to do me a favor and
1: hold Hold this L. L.
0: Darren Smith, who is holding the L this week for you, my
1: friend. Well. It's a continuation of what I had, i been on last week, but <laughs> former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg, it ain't sports related, but damn he got his ass to, uh, beat down by Elizabeth Warren the last two weeks of these debates. And uh, to me, politics, because I excel at it, along with sports, is a blood sport uh, to me. And so, look... Uh, you know, look, you got to stand on your record, and, and his record uh, as a New York City mayor. Yeah, you know, you, you know, stopping and frists and stuff. We talk about how it dropped down to ninety five percent after you implemented. It. Yeah, but you say it was up six hundred and five percent. You know, what I'm saying, and so it affected black and brown people. And uh, at the end of the day, look, you got to come to. you gonna be caught on the carpet by all the NDA stuff that are stuff. You know that you that you dealt with uh, underneath your organization. Bloomberg LP, you got you gotta deal with it. And Elizabeth Warren, she tore him a new asshole the last two <laughs> weeks, and so she's gonna to continue to do so. So at the end of the day, I mean, I ain't gonna vote for him regardless. I don't care how how many commercials. You know, no look, I will say the one good thing I am I am happy about it. He he I think he did spend a quarter of a million a quarter of a billion dollars with with with, uh, with the national black press. So I am happy about that. However, still not going to vote for you, no matter how many commercial spots you run with you and President Obama. So, on behalf of Elizabeth Warren, I need you, May my Mike Bloomberg, to hold, hold this L. L bitches.
0: <laughs> I'm Darren Smith and I approve this message, bitches.
4: Big fat boss, y'all. <laughs> Eddie, who is holding the L? Alright, man. So, uh, since uh, Trevor took mine... Please don't uh, tell me it's Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> you uh, uh, So, there, there was a match, uh, what was it, last night uh, between LAFC and Leon uh, from Mexico. It was an MLS, Liga MX kind of fight, so Mexico versus USA. These games always tend to have so much drama. Uh, so this was the second leg. Last night was the second leg. First leg, Leon won 2-0 in Mexico. So that that's a pretty pretty decent you know, uh score you have to c- kind of come back from. Uh, they, they, uh, they in Mexico called Carlos Vela, who is, who is Mexican, who happens to play for LAFC, who to most, and to a lot of, I would say to a lot of Mexican soccer fans, is potentially one of the like best soccer players of this generation. I'm not going to say of ever, because
3: mm-hmm.
4: no, but of this generation, he could be considered one of the best. He's had very bad professional decisions. Not off the field decisions, but professional decisions to either not show up to training and stuff like that. So it kinda kinda ruined his career, making forcing him to come to come to the MLS. So then the the Mexican fans were you know trashing him and just like, oh you ain't got nothing anymore. You're trash, you're trash, you're never gonna be great, you were never great, this and that. Last night, this man single-handedly destroyed León, not only scoring two goals, but helping his team score a third to where they defeated León yeah. and just, just pretty much ended their uh, cup run. So now LAFC is going to play in the quarterfinals against another Mexican team. We'll see how that plays out. But to all those fans of Leon and to all those Mexican fans that, that, that discredit this man, that they just don't want to give him the
0: credit. I want you to hold, hold this out. How cool would it be if you guys had somebody on your on your staff, regardless of what you do, that could predict the future? It'd be pretty badass, right? Especially if it was like you or somebody that you liked a lot. Well, that's what Tony Romo is to the NFL and to NFL broadcast and to, to analytical work and commentating. And there was no debate about it that this offseason there were going to be you know, ESPN, Fox, uh, CBS were all going to be fighting for his talents. And ESPN was in the dire need for a change at Monday Night Football. Since John Gruden has left, there's been nothing but criticism handed down to the guys that they have put in place. And even before John Gruden, you had times with Dennis Miller and <laughs> Tony Kornheiser in there. And they were just being cynical and just laughing and joking. And yeah, yeah. So Monday Night Football has taken a lot of L's throughout the years. And it was almost assumed that Tony Romo was destined for Monday Night Football. And because of the fact that he's still so young, he's not even 40 years old yet, that day could come one day. Not today. Because while we're recording tonight, and you guys will be hearing this throughout the next this next week as you listen to the show and you'll already be fully aware of it, and we talked about it earlier in the show, Tony Romo has agreed to a seventeen million per year contract agreement with CBS to stay on with Jim Nance to call their Sunday afternoon games, which, in my opinion, is kind of sad because yeah. Tony Romo in prime time on on, on a Monday night sounds beautiful to me because the dude knows how to break a game down so well, in my opinion, better than pretty much anybody else in the, in the field right now. So Monday Night Football is now, I, I, in my opinion, lost their, their cash cow. I feel like he was perfect for them, and CBS said, over our dead fucking bodies, are you going to take the guy that we gave the chance to and has now flourished under our umbrella? And he's, he's perfect with Jim Nance. So... I almost feel like I need to give this out to all of us who are gonna be watching Monday Night Football, <laughs> but I'm gonna give this one to ESPN and Monday Night Football because it looks like we're gonna have another year of booger. And I from the <laughs> fans' perspective, that's not exactly what everybody wants. So, <laughs> so Darren, this Darren I was not as honest so on like that one. You. <laughs> But, But in totality, I'm okay. gonna to go ahead and say ESPN and Monday Night Football, I have a package for you. Hopefully you can open it up. And if you could do me a favor, sign and hold oh, this. L. L.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I was going to give a runner-up too. So I don't know if you guys saw Scotty Pippen on the jump. Yeah, I was going to say because I was going—I thought you were going to take that one because I was initially going to be mine. Well, that was one of my two where he talked about how the, the him and the judges for the duck contest had a God, pact yes. and they were going to force it into the next round. I, yeah, it, but Scottie, somebody screwed up, so they had an organized pact that they were going to give him all tens to send Aaron Gordon into the next round. But I think D Wade is the one that gave him a nine. Yeah, which. I don't. I use it. you make a pack beforehand, and then you still screw it up. Yeah. So that's definitely an L there, but yeah. I want to uh, before
0: before we end the show tonight. I want uh, this is something I talked to Darren. Uh, I believe not even a week ago when I asked you to come on the show, which you've always been so gracious. You always come on the show whenever we've asked. Uh, we are in February. This is I think tomorrow's the last day of February because we're in the leap year, and February is Black History Month. Now, this is something that I myself, as a white individual, cannot really touch on. It's not something I feel comfortable touching on because there's things I can't relate to that you have experienced as, as, a, as a black male and, and other people in this region and across the globe, quite frankly, that I've never had to experience. And in the world of sports, we've seen a lot of injustice. We've seen a lot of um, inequality. And we still see it to this day, maybe not at the same magnitude or as as, as much out there up, in, up front, but it's still there. And Darren, I want to give you... Just a few minutes of your time, if because you, you've already been given us enough time as it is. So we appreciate you being here tonight. But wow. this, I really wanted this to be the part, man, where I, where we give you the opportunity to really speak. Because every time you're here, you always speak your mind. We appreciate that. Last time you were on here, you talked about the lack of minorities in your field in Kansas City and how that is a problem. That is a problem. It's
1: gotten worse. It's <laughs> gotten worse,
0: exactly. And we can talk about that. But I, I don't want to say another word. I want to give you this platform. And I want you to say what you feel, and I want our listeners to take in what you have for us to take in.
1: And so, in what direction do you want me to go with this? How, whichever direction you want to go, what man. Mean, it's, uh, all it's all right with political. <laughs> so, uh, <And> <laughs> but in, in the world of
0: sports in particular, <laughs> you being somebody who dedicates so much of your time covering sports as a black man, how do you see things going in the world of sports in particular and whatever else you want to touch on, man? It's your time.
1: Uh you know, the First of all, thank you for once again uh for all you all for having me on. And I, I really enjoy it. Uh I'm about to try to work out a schedule thing.
3: <laughs> we, I, I we, gotta,
1: we, we gotta work on but, but but that's good. Mm-hmm. But no, but but I appreciate it all because I do I have fun every time good. I come. So and this of course will not be the last time that I'm here as well. Um, you know, it, it it's Look... It's obviously much better than it was in the forties, fifties, and sixties, you know, where, uh, covering sports, being involved in sports, uh, uh, minorities, blacks, and I'll just go on the side of blacks because, you know, obviously baseball is Dominican, is, you know, Cuban, it's, you know, so, you know, not for some reason, for, for whatever reason, it's not too many Latinos that they they professional sports. And True. that's something that they need to have that conversation in, in that community because, you know, I, I think it would just, it, it would, the world of sports would be better for that. Uh, if it's more than just black, whites, and, and baseball, you know, Cubans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, look, I'm still, I'm still uncomfortable with the fact that there are a few too many uh, black head coaches in the NFL when you have up to 70% of your players, and it's not reflective of your audience, and that includes the front office and even in, even in the owners. What can we do about that? I mean, there's a Rooney Rule in place, but, you know, you can always find ways to circumvent it. So, I mean, it really has to go into the heart of the owners and the people who are making those decisions to hire. Uh, You know, you have to kind of step out of your box, and I think that the owner for the Carolina Panthers, when he hired – uh, the guy from, from from Baylor, I believe it was uh, uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, you know, he said it's because the guy looked like him and came in with some jeans. I'm like, man, come on, man. you know, just 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 the shit that I'm he says, you know, is, is is you know, it makes me feel a certain kind of way. Now, look, I have a platform, but I also know I can only go so far with that platform because they can easily take me off the air and just move on. And then, you know, but then I'm trying to, and, and where I'm at. Make sure that you know I can bring others who look like me along along with it. Uh, it's it, it's there's a challenge, and I don't want to focus on just but just the overall landscape of sports. Uh, you know, going to the college game, I believe that uh, college players, uh, both especially football and basketball, I hope this pay for play or the you know likeness, I hope it goes in full effect because again the reason why. You know those players. The reason why it's out there, you know the reason why everybody has this. It is the black players that are that 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 are being hurt the hurt the most because that's what the majority of players is. Look, they don't have any problem stealing the kids from the HBCUs, Alabama, you know, uh, 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 Alabama and, and all these other southern schools because they saw. Well, shit, you got Grambling, mm. uh, uh, Eddie Robinson, getting all his players with – well, we had three of them on the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, when they won the Super Bowl, and they had a lot of players on that team that came from products for HBCUs. But, you know, now, you know, the D1 schools have rated the HBCUs as a talent, and that, and that's something that goes unchecked and, un, you know, and unspoken about because, again, that's where, you know, you had the – uh, Buck Buchanan and uh, uh, Willie Lanier, uh, uh, Otis Taylor, uh, uh, Emmett, Emmett, uh, Emmett awesome. Thomas. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, and all of them played HBCUs, but they were but they were products along the way of, of HBCUs. So that's a problem that I have, but there's nothing really that can be done about that. Um, obviously, in, on the college, you know, head coaching, you know, and this is more so football, but You know, basketball as well. You know, the fact that you don't see too many minority Mm -hmm. head coaches down there. And, again, in the leadership, you got Michael Jordan, I think, Magic Johnson from time to time when he he dabbles his uh, finger in the basketball. You know, you don't have too many African-Americans or blacks uh, in in those position of powers, decision-makers. But, again, to me, it goes down because I'm involved in media. I have a problem with that not seeing the representation. Look, when when I'm at KU, I'll be there again on Wednesday. I'm the only one that looks like me besides Kenitra, but she works. She, she, she draws a paycheck from KU before she was getting a check for special. So it would be the truth of that, but there's no D Jackson out there. They don't have Harold, uh, cunts out there. Ryan Marshall's no longer here. So he's not out there. So out of Kansas City media, there's me. Carrington doesn't. I don't think he. he I don't. He, he's not. A, he, he's not big on cover stuff in media things. So he doesn't go out there, and that's no knock on him. He, that's just it's perfect We've talked about that. It's you know I've I've grown up doing it so I don't. I like I like I like what I do. I like covering events and shit like that. Yeah. But when I'm out there, there's literally no one else out there unless they're working on, the, on behind the camera something like that. They're sitting in the media. Funny story, right quick. You know. The first time I decided to wear a three-piece suit at the game, and I wore a three-piece suit on the radio Monday. What people don't know is that I was meeting with the owner once again because I want them. I don't want to do sales there anymore. I want you to bring me on full time, like everybody else is here. Right. I shouldn't have to meet him. I said it's not a good look, and I don't like that shit. I did it because you know we had an arrangement. But you all kind of reneged on some stuff. So if that's the case, I'm coming back. This is this is what I want. So we'll see how that, you know, maybe next week or so. I'll find out what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I, ha- I had them a three-piece suit. They were like, why are you in a the suit? They didn't know I was meeting with the owner. But I'm like, shit, if I'm going for a job interview, once again, I want to look the part. I'm not going to come in like, I was, like I'm dressed down now right. trying to meet with you when I'm asking you for a full-time gig with benefits. So that evening I get to KU. And, I, and I'm looking around and I'm like, fuck, I'm the only, you know, I know mm-hmm. so all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm the only, I'm the only black person here besides Kenitra. And so I'm just chilling, you know, but, I, you know, cool. You know, talking for it, eat. And so, but I watched the game from back there instead I have a seat uh, uh, in, in the stands, but it doesn't have a back. So it's just sit on the bench. And I don't like this shit because it just hurts my back. So I just sit back in the back, you know, where we eat and do the press conference from and just watch the game. So the KU, uh, uh, the KU communication person you know, he talked talk to me a couple of times, but I'm dressed three piece suit. Hey man, you know we we uh, we, we have an extra seat. Of course, if you want to sit there and watch the game, and i I was about to leave. You know that I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Let me go, let me go, enjoy. It. And so, but but it's funny because you know people start treating you differently, talking to you differently. Not, not that I got a ten polo uh, jacket on, you know. Okay, a ten. Uh, but before then, with just a ship. When I'm at my parson station, yeah, you know, okay, five, four, K, okay, no problem. But I'm at 3 suit. suit. I was like, shit, this guy's, you know, this guys are important. So, I'm, oh shit, no. yeah. So now, so, so 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 now, now now when I go there on Wednesday for senior night, I'm debating if I'm gonna wear a suit or not, just to see how the you know how they how they treat me. But right. the fact that people ask me all the time, somebody asked me earlier today, um, you know, it, have I been on? Uh, Sunday sign-up with Mick Schaefer. I'm like, no, I haven't, haven't been asked, and I don't expect to be asked because they consider me D's guy or Ryan Ryan's guy. So since they're gone, I don't expect to be on on Sunday sign off any longer. Danny has me on the locker room from time to time with her and Neil, so that's that's no big. And look, and I'm not, I'm just pointing it out that. They don't have that many blacks to begin with right. to kind of go through the rotation. So full time on the radio, just myself and and Carrington Harrison. That you know, and then television, there's just Harold over at Fox Four. Um, I I was told uh, the young lady Bree, uh, the the young lady from Channel Five. Uh, I, I heard she's mixed, Uh, so, so if she is, <laughs> yeah, uh, not Danny, but the other girl, uh, Bree, Bree Ann, or whoever Bree is, um. Uh, Bree Moore, I believe her name is, and so you know if she's if she's if she has a drip of black in her, then okay, good. I'm a, I'm a, you know, so be it. Yeah. Um, but that being the case, there's still, and again, I said it because here in Kansas City, we have the majority of our players on the you know KU and uh, and and the Chiefs. There, there aren't any on the on the road that I'm aware of uh, who look like me who are black, and so. You know, when they, you know, so when the press is surrounded, and especially if you got into trouble, kind of like the kid uh, Sosa. you know, now you didn't get a chance to talk to him, but when he does come back, he's going to be looking at a thong of media, and outside of myself and Kenitra, he's going to be looking at people who don't look like him, you know, and, and it's going to wonder what type of, you know, what type of angle are they're coming at him at, mm. and the fact that I'm talking to Brett Veach at KU, man-to-man. Hey, do you think it is your responsibility, among others, do you know to say something to the media about the lack of representation? And he agrees. He says yes. Of course, when the next time I assume I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, I think you need to have that conversation because yeah. it's gotten worse. On the spot. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Well, I mean, so what? Mm. And you know, I mean, shit, sure, you get paid a lot of money, answer that question. Yep. Um, and so but granted, it but at the end of the day, in, in his defense also, it's not his job. But it is, it is something that he needs to make, make mention of because again, you, you, you can't have teams that don't, you know, and people coming doing, trying to do their job that don't, that don't reflect your team or the community. And that's, uh, you know, and that, that can be a part of, of the environment because when, when Obama was president, you had Michael Comey, you had Al Wallace, you had, you know, you had minorities all around. Right. Now the Trump's in office, maybe just the black minded thickness is, is, is different. So, I don't want to miss like I'm I'm all about complaining because I'm not. We have made progress and things of that nature, but there's still there, there's still much you know there's still much more than these Well,
2: to and you done. mentioned the, the Rooney Rule. Um, I don't know how you feel about it because to me it's I understand the time when it was it was brought up and it was created what what the purpose was for. Do you feel like it's it's kind of outdated now to where no, these not. coaches these minority coaches that get these interviews is it to feel like a participation trophy in a way to the fact that some of them are there just because they need to fill in that spot?
1: Uh, I I believe well, again, that goes back to the owners because the, the fact that it's there... Look, if it wasn't there, they wouldn't even have the opportunity. True. So you know it's that's a catch
2: twenty-two. Yeah, it's
1: a catch twenty-two. But you know now, how do you sure how do you make it better? I talked to Jim Rooney during the Super Bowl, and yeah. you know, I mean, he says they need to go back. And Roger Goodell it wants feels to make it in a way to me. Yeah, because like but see, Roger Goodell, but it, it also has to be more than just a head coach and the front office. You got to do the coordinators and stuff as well, because for sure. you know, because again, you know. It, it, you don't have – I mean, now we're starting to get – now you're starting to see black quarterbacks playing and, and excelling. The best in the game. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're the best in the game minus the Tom Brady. Right. But, you know, but but they don't – but when it comes to the position coaches, they're all white. Right. You know what I mean? They're white right in, in that quarterback in that, in that quarterback area. So And then, then the quarterback coaches are generally the ones that, that end up becoming an offensive coordinator, yeah. which then becomes a head coach. Uh, Eric Benamy is, is one of the few that you know got a chance is, is, is in that yeah. process and maybe next man up Hopefully. to become a head coach. Um, but but even then, you know a lot of people didn't think you know he, he was calling plays. Well, you saw him calling plays throughout the playoffs, and now he's got a Super Bowl yeah. rank. So yeah. now next year, what excuse are you going to use to not hire him? Right. See that, that, that resume. That's is gonna the resume. Right. Yeah. So 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 that's going to be important. Uh, but again, you know, it's uh yeah, I mean, there, there's, and I don't have the answer on how you yeah. strengthen it. Yeah. Um So I, I wish I did because I would definitely be selling it to them. I would yeah. be giving it to them for free. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the answer to that. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm all about representation. And here's the thing: I want, I want the media, I want the front office, I want the coaching, I want to look more like America. You know, because again. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, look. I didn't you know, it wasn't until a little I saw President Obama uh well when he was a candidate, a US senator, uh speaking for the DNC that I thought, well shit, there's our first black president right there <laughs> if he decides to run. But seeing that on television then for kids who grew up, that's the first and only thing that they that they got a chance to see. We got a black president. So to them in their mind, yeah. that's something that can be done. We talked before the show about Lewis Riddick uh getting the opportunity. Hell Again. Yeah. He's more qualified than, than a lot of people who got him, who got the position. Like he's more qualified than the guy the Cleveland Browns exactly. that they hired. And that's like got it's because he's black, but Lewis but really yeah. is more qualified. Yeah. Not maybe he didn't want to interview for it, but you the know. That, but that's but man the having top, the yeah. opportunity for it is, 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 is all we really want. For sure. But a fair opportunity as well.
0: And so. that's and that's what we want to see as well, man. And that's that's why I'm really glad that you um Got to touch on these things because coming from you, it actually holds weight. Me to say these things, it's good. It's it's a responsible thing from a, from a white perspective to say these things because it's good that white folks are getting this stuff. It is, but it's also, like I said, it holds weight to know from the experience of it. You can tell stories. I can't. And what you're doing in our community, I told you this last time, and I'll say this forever as long as you're here. We truly appreciate the work you're doing because of the fact that we know that you are pioneering. Of sorts to other because like you you mentioned Obama and what he brought and and young men saw that and say I can be that or we can see that thing that, that's that's happening in your field as well and, they're, let,
1: they're, and, yeah go ahead let me say this you know because I want people think well damn man, you say this all your pocket you said. Oh, I said on the air yep. uh at the station, but but also I've said it, I got you, you know, I, I've said it to the owner of the station when I met with him this week. Mm-hmm. I told him, So look, man, I'm the only one that looks like me that's Keep on your real, station. Man, yeah. And it's like and 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 the work that I put in, you know. Look, they agreed that yesterday, you Howard, know, you showed throughout the football season, radio real, super bowl, whatever. Nobody can deny the work. Okay. I appreciate you acknowledging mm-hmm. that. Now I need you to do something about it. Yeah. But also, it, you know, even if you don't, I told him even if you don't decide to bring me up, I know I can go to Intercom if something opens up. I know I can go to Cumulus if they decide to support. And, hell, the thing is, even if I decide to go back to Sprint and leave A10 and ESPN Kansas City, I still got my I still got my Fox Sports gig where I still get the same credentials that you all got because I didn't get credentials for the Super Bowl through A10. I got it through my Fox Sports station because they're uh, they're affiliate of Chiefs, Royals, and K and Ku as well. So I can still get the same credentials as as, as WHB uh, A10. I just won't have the quote unquote. Platform radio wise here, but shit, you know, but they brought me on because of what I was doing on Fox Sports Radio and Parsons their Facebook Live anyway. So, yeah, right.
0: well, regardless of whatever happens, man, um, you always have a home here, the Spoken Podcast. And, and I know it. that might not mean a ton, but. For what it's worth, man, we we do really, truly, and sincerely hey, man, appreciate it. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm good. Yeah. So Hi, we, we
0: really do thank you, man, and we thank you for being here tonight. We, it really meant a lot for you to be here for you know with us at the end of this month because mm-hmm. this is a very important month in American history for us to reflect and understand and be conscientious of what took place and how we need to grow as a society and people like you in your field pioneering like I say is only going to help progress and move things further and we're really excited to be a uh, uh, part of that man yeah, and so. especially
2: when it represents 90% of the athletes that we, we glorify right. and and, and, and yeah. you know right so, to support every week so so
0: yeah. thank you again Darren we really do appreciate it we really so do bad. appreciate everybody that's been a part of the Monday mailbag episode 53 was an absolute blast we want to thank man. everybody that's listened we'd love to hear you guys' feedback we will have Darren on this show very very soon we promise you guys we love having him on we always have great responses yeah, our our awesome and playoffs and let's like do it, it. Oh, Go wait, I'm gonna it get is. these guys right. I'll just Real quick, tell them where to find you.
1: Uh you want well, now because <laughs> I switch everything over again. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Darren Smith
0: WHB. Awesome. Okay, follow him guys. Definitely give me has incredible content every single day. Uh for Trevor Twidwell, for Eddie Ortiz, for Darren Smith, for Clay Windler, for everybody that helps us with this. Episode fifty three is unwrapped. We are out of this bitch. Like, yeah. Bitches! <laughs> We're gonna get bad at this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya.
2: You are tuned into the spoke.
0: I might actually stick- I might actually stick around for a little bit.
2: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Pipip powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name, name your price, price tool, only price. from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty the Insurance up. Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what?